0: Welcome to TTM Cast, your sports collectibles podcast, with Jeff Baker and Drew Pelto. Sponsored by Certified Sports Guarantee. Go to csgcards.com for sports card grading for the win. And by sportscollectorsdaily.com. If it happens in the hobby, you'll find it on sportscollectorsdaily.com. And sponsored by Drip Shop Live. Shop live streams of sports cards from your favorite sellers, right from your phone or computer giveaways, auctions, breaks, personal boxes, singles, and more. And now here's our host, Jeff Baker.
1: Hello everybody and good morning. Welcome to TTM Cast Your Sports Collectibles Podcast where we talk TTM and cards and autographs and collecting and we even make some bad football picks and a lot more. We just do we, we love talking to you guys. So we're gonna talk we're gonna talk cards and collecting with you guys today. My name is Jeff Baker. I'm the host of your program. It is Senior Four, Season Four, Episode 45. It is the weekend of November 12th. You're listening to the nationally ranked sports card podcast podcast. Podcast. Drew, I'm gonna get going. I promise. I promise I'm gonna get going. My we gotta get, we gotta, get
2: we gotta hook up a coffee IV India there or something. I don't like take
1: that. I don't take coffee. I'm just you, well, you know that's what? why you hook it
2: up the so, iv you don't have to taste it then or anything
1: so. i know we were so good last week when we went at night and we were rearing to go and the stomach mm-hmm. was full i haven't had breakfast it's just we're all discombobulated but anyway guys my name is Jeff baker i'm the host of the program talking to you from boston massachusetts and i'm joined by my friend and co-host mr ttm himself drew pelto he is from dallas texas hey drew hey good to be here as always Drew, I know you posted some, uh, a new video up on YouTube. A bunch of people know about your YouTube videos.
2: Of course. You can just go to youtube.com slash DFW grapher. That has all of my stuff on there. A very short video for, uh, October, as you uh, may recall on here, I was getting in maybe one a week or so for quite a while there. So I think my, uh, after like a one hour video for September, my October one was, I think under 15 minutes. So uh, <laughs> much shorter there, but yeah, you can check it out on there. Um, you can also just go to my website, dfwgrafford.com. It has links to my YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, if Twitter even lasts much more than a couple of more months. I know. But, I uh, love yeah. Twitter.
1: I, can't, I hope it doesn't
3: die.
2: Yeah. I don't know what's going to happen there, but, uh, once again, I mean, Elon just, uh, kind of shoving that into the ground, but yeah, so there you go. Dfwgrapher.com. Best ways to best way to find me.
1: Very cool. Well, guys, well, you know, sit back. We got probably two hours worth of show this week, right, Drew? We've all sorts of cool oh, yeah. interviews. We, we're going to play. We're going to talk about. We're going to make our football picks. We talk about grading. We have all sorts of cool stuff. Let's talk about the week first, Drew. Why don't you let people know about our radio show?
2: Of course, Saturday mornings at 10 a.m. Eastern. Sunday mornings at 7 a.m. Eastern. You can find it on the Sports Map Radio Network. We are called Sports Collectors Club. You can find all the info on that at sportscollectorsclub.com. Check out our past episodes there as well. And uh, yeah, if you don't have a Sports Map Radio affiliate in your area, just go and download their app and you can listen to them live right there.
1: Well, Drew, last weekend I went to the uh, Greater Boston Sports Collectors Club convention on the GBSCCC, whatever it is. In and that, in Loomiton, Massachusetts it's a, one of the biggest shows in the area um and it, I, I went on Saturday and the place was packed um it was it was wall-to-wall people I did not get any autographs there were all sorts of guys signing um I did not not get any autographs this time uh, usually I get one or two just to fill a elite I a need you know but the guys that they had that were there that were signing I had most of them so I didn't get any autographs but I did uh, I, I was uh I I, I was Drew Pelto for the day I, was, I went through a wall- the dime bat, uh, boxes oh, yeah. and quarter boxes and 50 cent boxes. And I was looking for TTM fodder. And I got uh, probably about 40 TTM uh, commons from the 70s, you know, from 1970 and 72 primarily. And I was going through in a, the 72s and I was thinking, you I'm like, oh, Drew's got that one. But I don't have that one. Drew's got that <laughs> one. I don't have that one. So I picked up a bunch of those, which is kind of cool. I picked up a uh, unscratched uh, R- Ray Bork rookie card nice. for 20 bucks in great condition. And uh, you know what? Ray Bork was there the next day, and I wasn't going. I would have, I would have gotten him to sign it. So I'm, I'm going to uh, take a, a feather out of your cap and, and go for some more rookie autographs, uh, rookie yep. car autographs. Uh, so I'm, Bork is now on my list. Uh, met up with some listeners. I had, I think, four or five people. You know, I had my TTM Cast T-shirt on. Said, "Hey, you're the TTM Cast guy. I love your podcast." Nice. So we have fans out there, Drew. So it was nice to see, see some listeners at the yep. show. That was kind of cool. Uh, I got to meet uh, George Scott, the Boomer, his son. George Scott passed away a while ago. Mm-hmm. And I showed him my uh, my Red Sox picture that I have all the guys that signed except for George Scott. I yep. have uh, Burleson, Lynn, Fisk, uh, Yastrzemski, Jim Rice, Bill Campbell all signed. But I didn't have a George Scott. He goes, you know what? I have a... I have a uh, uh, index card that my dad signed uh maybe you can do something about that so he sent me the index card and a couple mm-hmm. days later i went into photoshop and it didn't take it only took me like you know maybe five minutes to, to rip out the white background yep. put it on the put it on the photo and it came out nice it looks really nice cool so so i have a virtual. i fir- virtually completed it which is kind of cool he was yeah, a really cool. nice guy and uh, i think we're going to have him on the show to talk about his dad uh in the near future so uh, it was kind of cool to to uh, meet him uh, i met up with some friends that, that that were there as well uh picked up i just i, I picked up for from uh, one of our former guests and, and a friend of mine uh mark hoyle i put, picked up about 50 1976 uh basketball cards from him including nice. the michael the michael thompson rookie card that i needed so it was kind of cool and then i picked up a autographed jerry cheever spot for oh, 10 nice. bucks so that that was kind of cool it was fun it was it was it was very, definitely a kind of a bargain hunter hunter day and it was it was really fun i also uh i got in the mail this week i got i i forgot i even entered this you know the tops home run challenge you know you, you enter the code you know you get the card and you're into the code and yeah. then you got to pick the uh the, the day the guy's going to hit a home run well mm-hmm. i won one my first time oh, nice. a <laughs> dumb luck i won it so i won a, a, a matt Olson card um and he is it's card, it's card number one fifty three out of five fifty-six. Nice. So the I came can you see it, Drew? Yeah, that's pretty cool. So I sent I got that in the mail the other day. That was kind of a nice surprise. And then my wife picked up um some Priz, Prism blaster boxes at uh either Target or Wall Walgreen, Walmart. I'm not sure. Um, and I, I busted out three of those open. No, I didn't get any autographs and um i i it was okay you know what i mean it was just like yeah i got lebron i got some other good guys they i, got, I think i got one celtic in in three boxes so <laughs> and i think i don't know i i i like them but i don't yeah. i don't love them i don't know if i'd go out of my way to to pick up more boxes but it was kind of cool and then we've got to congratulate the houston astros for winning Yep, yeah. it was a it was i think it was a very entertaining world series i think it was a a great world series and uh you know, I'm, I'm bumming that baseball's done for the year, but we have all sorts of cool stuff. The winter meetings coming up and trades and off season, and all the awards. So uh, we, have, we, have, we have some baseball stuff. How was your week? It was pretty good. Um,
2: yeah, I was able to go on eBay. I was able to get a Gail Goodrich rookie card for only $10, including shipping. What year is that, Drew? I want to say 1969-70 top, something like that. Is it a, is it a tall boy one? Yes, one of the tall boys. It's, I think it's the same year as as uh, Kareem's rookie card, if I remember okay. right. But um, I was able to get a really good deal on it because it's in pretty good condition. It had a small ink mark, like a pen mark on the front of it. Like, uh, I mean, here, I'm, I drew it on an envelope here. You can see, like, if that's the envelope, it's about like, that size on the card. Yeah, right there. it doesn't so, take away from the card. Exactly. And I was even able to take, like, a white eraser to it and get rid of some of it, at least. So it kind of, you know, reduced how obvious it was, at least. So. Mailed that off exactly the next day. So I should hopefully have that back uh, fairly soon from him. Um, picked, uh, sent out, what, 27 autograph requests the other day as well. That I spent nice. my previous week writing. I've got probably enough stamps to send out another like 40 or 50 right now as well. So I'm probably going to try to write a few more this week or next week if I can. Um, let's see. Picked up a uh, Topps Archives baseball blaster and a hanger pack of score from Walmart when I was uh, just found myself in there the other day. Nothing really great out of either of them, but still, you know, it's worth uh, taking, a, taking a flyer on those at least. Do you like
1: the archives? Did, did, are they nice?
2: Yeah, I mean, they always do a good job with uh, that archive sex. I mean, what I like about it is that you usually get, you know, multiple different designs. This, you've got what? You've got the 63 design is in there. So, yeah, the 63 is there. You got the 78 design in there as well. So, uh, some cool stuff there. Let me see what other years. Uh, 87 yeah. is the big one there. Yep. And uh, yeah, I mean, that was. Uh, they also had the, uh, I think it's, it might be a Walmart exclusive, least maybe a Blaster exclusive, but they did the uh, 1988 Tops Big Baseball and did those as a uh, like I think three per box foil insert. So there's like a Carlton Fisk one right there. Nice. Do
1: you get any rookies? You uh, get did you get any cool rookies?
2: Uh yeah, I got a few decent rookies in here. I mean, let me see, just going through. Uh, Seiya Suzuki from the Cubs got his rookie in there. Uh, let's see here. Trying to scan through these as quick as I can as, uh, try to go through. Oh yeah. I got the Stephen Kwan rookie card. Forgot about that. Oh, nice. Guardian right Boy. there. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty nice. Boy, uh, did nice he surprised everyone, huh? He was, he oh, yeah. really
1: surprised everyone. No one, yeah. because he wasn't really a prospect coming up, right?
2: Not really. He was kind of, yeah, he was buried in the uh, kind of, you know, maybe around the, I think he was a top 30 guy, but no higher than maybe in the top, maybe about, you know, 10 to 15 or so. I thought this one was cool, too. They did the uh, 1992 Major League debut set there, and I got a Jackie Robinson one of that. So that was kind oh, of a nice, cool one right in there. Um, no, it always kills me when you them. get
1: those cards, of the guys that are passed, you're like, oh, that would be a yeah. great card to get signed. Oh, yeah, absolutely.
2: Uh, Seth Beer rookie on his uh, foil one right there. Um, and, yeah, I think that was about it. There may have been one or two more. Oh, yeah, Ryan Villade, He's not only is that his rookie card, he's also a very good TTM signer as well. He's got nice. he and his dad. He and his dad have a charity for uh, helping uh, special needs uh, kids get some opportunities in baseball. And so uh, if you don't have a Ryan Valletta autograph yet, he signs through that charity for five bucks a card. So uh, definitely take uh, go for that. I mean, it's uh, gets you a, it's money to a great cause and everything. It's very affordable. So uh, those cards,
1: that, that card doesn't hold the autograph that well. Right. Because it's it's really glossy. The one um, No, had. actually,
2: it's not very glossy at all. So I oh, mean, good. Just, a, yeah, just a little bit of rubdown it should probably do it just fine. Yeah. Um, also, yeah, I forgot about this one. A, a Jacob deGrom silver border one in the 78 design there. Numbered uh, 62 out of 99 on the back. So a short print right there. So that's kind of cool. Nice. Get. And the uh, postcard style card there of uh, Luis Robert. I thought that's a really cool design right there. Yeah. That, I'm going cool. like to see if I can find a Cleveland one or something in that one. Because I think that would be really cool looking. Yeah, so. uh, Jose
1: Ramirez one would be nice.
2: There you go. Yeah, he's probably in there.
1: Yeah, I, I haven't seen archives in the wild at all. Any retail and my wife goes to target and walmart like three times a week
2: (laughs) yeah Yeah, uh, i I saw
1: one there and i'm like yeah yeah we'll go ahead and take a chance on that so yeah yeah, those are the ones i think will be there you know i mean the archives seems to to be one that that are on the shelves that not not as many people like the archives as they do some of the other the other releases but it's good it's good to see that you found some some cards in uh yeah, I'm glad you had a good week getting some TTM's out. well, guys, we have a really fun show for you this week. As I said, we got probably two hours of, of uh, card talk and, and autograph talk and, and collecting talk. This week we have Andy Broome. Andy Broom is vice president and senior grading finalizer at CSG. And they just graded a 1952 Mickey Mantle. They gave it an eight. So we're going to talk to him about grading the Mantle card, as well as what's going on in the grading community and some of the new things that uh, we can have see coming from csg so we'll talk to andy broom later in the show next week we have ben carhar he is a baseball card artist he uh, this is for next week he makes these cool mosaics uh, of um, baseball cards and uh, football cards like the one that he, he just finished he did a um, big tom brady out of all tom brady cards which That's is kind of cool. neat and so he he makes he cuts up these cards and then he makes these uh, cool mosaics. i so we going to, talk to Ben about that and about his art. And he's also a big time collector. So we will have, we will hear from Ben next week. This week, again, we have Andy Broome. And Drew, we have all our regular segments as well. A fun pack show, right? We absolutely do. We've
2: got Baker's Dozen. We'll cover all the hobby news from the previous week. Collector's Corner, where we're going to be uh, interviewing with uh, Brandon Sugarman. So I uh, got a special interview to throw in on there. Fast Forward Football, where we make our uh, mediocre football picks every week struggling to approach me you're, kind. In some you're cases. very kind
1: you're very kind mediocre, <laughs> yeah. very kind
2: well i mean they'll, they'll see here in a bit that we that it, this week mediocre is probably the best uh best we've actually had a
1: good like three weeks i think
2: yeah pretty decent i mean i had my O and five last week but aside from that it's been yeah we've done all right there uh more from less Les wolf is going to be on talking to us a little bit we'll have uh, making the grade covering everything in the grading portion of the hobby. Stamp of approval. Jeff and I give our two thumbs up to something from the previous week. Could be just about anything. You never know till we get there. The Vern Rap Minute covering any uh, deaths in the world of sports, celebrity, politics, music, movies, whatever you got there. And of course, the main reason why you're here and why we're here, are TTM Returns.
1: Yeah, not a bad week returns and we got a lot of stuff to talk about. So please stick around. We have our uh, text line. We'd love to hear from you. You can send us a text line anytime anytime at 978-729-0662 it's 978-729-0662 don't worry if you don't have time to write it down it is available on our website which is ttmcast.com or you can email us at ttmcast at yahoo.com and we love getting emails that, you know his aunt his uncle his cousins they they all send send uh, greetings to drew this Drew, we never get a bad word from Drew. You guys beat me up a little, but that's okay. <laughs> so send us the, uh, feedback if you're interested in being a guest. We'd love to have you on Collector's Corner. We always always love to talk to collectors, right, Drew? Oh, yeah, definitely. And if you have any suggestions for future guests, if you have any future uh, suggestions for, the, for our show, if you have any questions, it's also a way to enter all our contests. And you can send it to... TTMcast at yahoo.com. All right, Drew, I think that wraps up all our introductions. We're going to go right into Baker's Dozen next.
0: Baker's Dozen, sponsored by SportsCollectorsDaily.com.
1: dozen is a news summary of what's been going on in the hobby a lot of things going on this week as well and i just want to remind everyone to please check my article out on ttm and autograph tips at sportscollectorsdaily.com. it's a weekly article no one's post usually the monday morning or tuesday morning uh, i put all my su- my successes up there we have some tips up there sometimes drew sometimes gives us a, his uh feedback as well so make sure you check it out, sportscollectorsdaily.com. Speaking of sportscollectorsdaily.com, I want to uh, thank Rich Miller and uh, his team for helping promote the uh, Lampida family. Finn and Kinsley are two young kids that lost their uh, entire sports collection to the Hurricane Ian. Um, now, this is probably a month and a half ago, right, Drew? It's been, it was yep. in, it was the end, was it August? End of August, beginning of, it was September? Yeah, somewhere around was there. It, yeah, about, yeah. A, September, so. I think these two young kids, Finn's 13, kinsley's eight, I think she's nine now, actually. And uh, they got all their cards and collectibles destroyed in the hurricane. And you guys were awesome, the collector and community was awesome. We got over uh, 18,000 cards, you oh, know, we sent them 160 pounds worth of collectibles, so five huge boxes. They found they got the boxes the other day, they were op- opening them, Finn like the collector he is the kitty is what he did he went right for the uh unopened wax and started ripping all the wax packs <laughs> kinsley's a little girl she would like all she liked the clothes that was in there, with cool jerseys that people sent they guys you guys sent base autographed baseballs photos so many cards they love the Florida marlins the kids are thrilled at it i want to thank everyone the kid they were so happy to get their stuff back they are in a temporary trailer on their property right now but they are back to going to school and they're they're gonna keep keep the cards in the trailer their dad's like i don't know where we're gonna put all this stuff but (laughs) they, they were so happy there's some pictures i put up on social media if you want to check that out or I'm going to post some pictures in my article this week in Sports Sectors Daily, the two kids opening some of this stuff. So uh, on behalf of my wife, Paula, who really drove this and was was such so great helping pack this, pack this stuff up and making all the arrangements. I want to thank her as well. The kids really had a, a ball and the cards. And uh, it was nice to see a smile on the face. So I want to thank everyone for donating um, and. That is is my little uh, soapbox. I'll get off my soap, soap, soapbox, Drew. Uh, <laughs> I don't want to thank everyone for that. Well, Drew, we want to we have some raffle winners to announce.
2: We do indeed. Yeah, we had those uh, Luddex T-shirts and a hat to give away. So big congrats to our three winners. Each getting a T-shirt will be uh, John Miller and Lee Hudson. So you'll be uh, both getting those. And a hat will be going to Randy Crone. So uh, there you go. Some uh, cool stuff from Luddex for you guys. And uh, congratulations to you on being our lucky winners this week.
1: Yeah, Drew. It's amazing me how many uh, people enter our contest. You know, we get so many people. And li- literally, guys, this is all I do is put the names in a in a, a randomizer on on the uh, internet, and I pick we pick the winner. So uh, you know, if you didn't win, don't worry. We have all sorts of cool stuff we're going to give away uh, the next couple weeks. So uh, congratulations, guys. Thanks to everyone to entering. Uh, I'm amazed how many people enter our contest each week. And guys, thank you and congratulations to John Lee and Randy for uh, Winning this week. we got some auction news to let everyone know about. Albert Pujols' 700th home run ball that was hit at Dodgers Stadium. But uh, it was in September, right? It was kind of yeah. mid to end of September. Uh, a fan caught it, and uh, it got auctioned off on Golden's Auction, and it went for $360,000, which I think that's a pretty good number, don't you, Drew? It is. I mean, to me, that feels even
2: like a little bit of a bargain there when you compare it to uh... – like the uh, Aaron judge home run balls that were hit yeah. later in the season there. I mean, obviously, you know, Aaron judge being a Yankee, that's going to go for a lot higher there because of that. But still, I mean, 700 home runs. That's what only what four or five players have ever right. done that who, before.
1: Who, who did 700 home runs? Aaron, right? Yeah. Aaron Ruth, Ruth bonds bonds and a uh, rod. Did a rod do 700? I
2: think a rod came up short. I think he hit like six eighty-six, something like that. So I think he came up short. So who holds only the fourth player ever to do it then if that's yeah. the case
1: right there's only right and there's only that i i think that's a, a good number i mean it's yeah. you know three hundred sixty thousand dollars for baseball is insane and in, to itself but yeah. <laughs> if you're gonna have to if you're gonna do it buy the one of the you know there's only there's only four of those balls out there and three of them are probably in the hall of fame yeah, yeah. right or two of them anyway i don't know about blondes but the at least uh, i'm sure uh aaron's and and uh Roots are in the hall of fame. So that's a good deal. No, we if, had, somebody, uh, if, that's, if somebody remembered
2: even catch roots one, because I mean, back then it wasn't quite the uh, crazy market that we have now. Right.
1: No, I, you know what? I think I saw something that okay. he gave the guy, the kid that caught it like 20 bucks. Wow. So, well, that's the ball back then.
2: I mean, yeah, 20 bucks back then. That's still not $360,000. now. No, I, I know, sure.
1: but it was, a, you know, baseball memorabilia was different then. Right. Right. It right. Was, exactly. So but I know I think that that it was I think some kid caught it and uh I do recall seeing a picture of Ruth with with it that he got the that he got the ball and I bet it's in the Hall of Fame now yeah, or maybe okay, in so. uh Ruth's museum in Baltimore maybe it's there
2: yeah uh some uh, more auction news uh this one from, from eBay actually or sales news I guess you could say not sure if this was an auction or if it was a just straight sale but
1: No I think PSA, it was an auction I think it was, it was an auction
2: Okay there you go so yeah a PSA 5 Copy of the 1914 Cracker Jack Shoeless Joe Jackson card. Sale price on eBay, 105000 Is that $105,000? Yeah, $105,000 there. Still a little blurry in the eyes here this morning there, <laughs> but $105,000 on that. So six figures there. I mean, I, the 1914 Cracker Jack set is so great. I mean, it's you know, one, so of the nice, early, I one of the early icons there. And what I like is that, you know, Tops kind of did a, uh, they did a set in, I think it was 2004, it was in that same design there was the uh the you know two and a half by three and a half size and everything but that same design there and it' was just so cool they did that for that year so that was one of my favorites at that point but yeah the 1914 Joe Jackson hundred and five thousand dollars on eBay
1: I think the, the the takeaway from this and this is this is why want one of the, I put in it as a news item is that uh an item sold on eBay for hundred and five thousand dollars yeah you know it's eBay you know it's not a golden auction it's it, it's ebay it's you and you and me sitting at the computer bidding our bidding bidding for our three dollar cards and ten dollar cards and yeah. now ebay selling you know selling a hundred five thousand dollar card which is which is awesome i you know we, we we've had the guys on from ebay and it, you know they do they do a great job of uh keeping the hobby going and what we had that fact last week i think true what they that uh every every minute three cards are sold or something yeah. on ebay it's the numbers staggering i mean this is, a, this is one for you guys to watch out watch for okay this is kind of um i think there's a there's this is an untapped market and there's a lot of value in it and i'm talking about uh graded magazines and programs in uh specifically sports illustrated uh rookie sports illustrated covers are huge now and um the, uh, nicky Mantle rookie cover was autographed on heritage auctions. Uh, it's the June 1954 magazine. It got a CSG grading of 9.4. The big thing with the, the the SIs and the magazines are that the newsstand ones are more valuable than the ones that would have come through subscription because the subscription ones have your uh, sticker on it or your name on it. And the, the ones on the newsstand, if as long as you kept them in good shape, they don't have that and people want the newsstand ones and also not as many newsstand ones are sold than the subscription ones in a lot of instances. So um, it's unbelievable uh, how much that, the, you know, how these much these are valuable now. I know Michael Jordan rookie cover, Larry Bird rookie cover. They, you know, people still want their first cover. So uh, make sure you check it out. Go to haauctions, ha.com, which is heritageauctions.com. It's on, um, It's they have an auction of 50 graded magazine programs and Uh, it's a CSG 9.4 unmantled source cover, which is a really nice, uh, piece of memorabilia. Had the, contemporary baseball era
2: ballot for the hall of fame announced this week. Uh, of course that's the, uh, what they used to call the old timers committee. Now they're breaking it down to the various era committees. And so this one is the more recent guys that, uh, some guys have been on the ballot very recently, but didn't get in. So they're going to get their second chance right now. Names that were announced for this one is going to be Albert bell, Barry bonds, Roger Clemens. Don Mattingly, Fred McGriff, Dale Murphy, Rafael Palmeiro, and Kurt Schilling are the finalists this time around. He's going to be voted on during the winter meetings. That's coming up on December 4th, so less than a month away until uh, that vote goes on.
1: All right, true. Do you think, first, do you think any of these guys are going to get in?
2: Um, there's one that had better get in, that, that there's the worst oversight I've ever seen by the Hall of Fame voters in my entire life, and that's Fred McGriff. There's absolutely no reason why Fred McGriff should not be in the hall of fame. I mean, 493 home runs. That is close enough to 500 for God's sake. I mean, that's just, yeah, it's ridiculous.
1: No, no steroids. And boy, I, right. you know, as a Red Sox fan, and I'm sure as you as, as an Indian fan, you didn't like seeing him come up.
2: Never. I mean, he, he, I, I remember him as being the most feared bat in the 95 world series out there and he would make you pay and, the thing is, he was remarkably consistent. I mean, he was a guy who was going to go out there and hit 25 to 35 home runs every single year. He had a decent glove in the field. It wasn't a liability there at the very least. I mean, it's first base, so, you know, no one really cares. But still, it was – he had a good glove out there. and
1: I would say he had a better than
2: good glove. Yeah, yeah, I would say he was – yeah, very good. But And also, he, he didn't sacrifice average for power either. He was a guy who – I mean, yeah, he was going to knock, you know, 25, 35 homers a year, maybe even possibly 40 at some point there – he was still going to hit 280 along with it
1: do you think him getting traded a couple times hurt to in the eyes of the
2: the voters i think so i mean that's uh unfortunately that's one thing that really plays into some of those guys and i'll get to one of those ones here in a minute is that they want somebody who has an identity with one team or at least maybe two teams at most and that for me is why you're not seeing the name kenny lofton on the ballot Kenny Lofton by all metrics is one of the 10 greatest center fielders of all time. And you don't see him on that ballot. And that to me is the biggest travesty committed by Cooperstown.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, Kenny Lofton, when he was with the Indians, oh my God, he, how many bases did he steal? And he, he got that offense going. And, he, and then what do he go? He went to Houston, right? Did he go to Houston? Uh, Atlanta. They traded him to Atlanta, Atlanta for one year. Cause his contract was running out.
2: So they traded him for a, uh, was him and Alan Embry for David justice and Marquise Grissom. Okay. Becomes a free agent. The Indians signed him back again after that and then traded Grissom away. But uh, yeah, I mean, he, the problem was that though, after his second stint in Cleveland, he went everywhere. I mean, he was with the White Sox, the Cubs. I think he was with the Astros for a little bit in there. Yeah. He was, I think, a Philly for a while. He was a Yankee. He was, um, God, there's, who else am I forgetting? I mean, I think he, think he bounced like two more teams before going back to the Indians one more time there in 2008 or 2007.
1: Well, it'll really be interesting to see if these guys, um, any of these guys, do make it. I kind of tend to think none of them are going to get in. I just that's just my gut, and I don't, I don't agree with it. I think, on I obviously I think they all kind of deserve it, maybe except for Albert Bell. I'm not, I'm not so, sold on Albert Bell, and maybe Don Mattingly as, as Hall of Famers. I think they were very good players. Um, you know, kind of Dwight Evans, Dwight mm-hmm. Evans-esque. You know what I mean? Like a really, really good player, but just not. They're just missing something.
2: I can give good reasons for and against almost everybody on that list. Um, I mean, honestly, if I had a vote, I would vote for Fred McGriff and Albert Bell. Would you want Albert Bell? Uh, yes, absolutely.
1: Al- Al- Albert Bell, the- when he was with the Indians, he was re- he was a, one of those guys, you know, a hitter. But I don't, you know, what when he went to Baltimore and he kind of, I don't know, he, he really tailed he really tailed off, kind of like Mattingly. Well, thing is he fizzled out a little bit with the White Sox, but then when he went back to the when he went
2: to the Orioles there, he brought it on real well for those two seasons he was there. And it was that hip problem that ended his career early there. I mean, he basically had a Bo Jackson hip there. And if you don't if I mean if you look at the stats he put up and extended that out through how his career probably would have gone, this is a guy who's at least going to get five hundred home runs, maybe six hundred, and got shortened by an injury. So yeah, no, that's he's why I tend to hit him a little bit more.
1: How about is McGriff a signer? Do you have McGriff? Have you gotten him at all? I never have. He was briefly
2: TTMing a couple of years ago, but uh, I didn't get him in that time at all. He stopped since then.
1: Yeah. You never see him uh, signing at any sign, you know, any signings or anything. He's a, he's right. kind of, uh, and maybe that hurt him in, in the voting as well, because he's not, he, you know, he's not out there like, you know, Shilling's out there friggin' every day, you know, yeah. talking about something and that obviously has hurt Schilling, but um, you know, he's not, he, like roger clemens roger clemens is that you know is that shows he goes to yep. the games it's he's talking to people he's on tv he's just like he's out there all, uh, Fred McGriff and albert bell you just don't you don't hear boo from them bell you hear
2: every couple of years when he gets arrested and that's about it but uh <laughs> yeah i mean bell i mean ever since the end of his career he did one appearance with a uh they had kind of like a mini reunion of the 1995 indians and he did some stuff there and he was at spring training for a couple of years but Aside from that, I mean, he got arrested a few years ago for uh, he and on somebody's tire of their car while he was drunk. And then they uh, threw out the charges or something. I guess there was some technicality there or something like that. But he signed by mail very short window for a while. And every time he would sign, he would send back something saying, do not send any more mail to this address. And then after a while, everyone, him or no? I did not. I didn't send to him in that time. And then uh, after that, a few more were coming back. But they were very clearly ghost signed. So it's like, yeah, well, we're not going to bother with that.
1: Yeah, no, I don't have. Like looking at the list, I don't have Bell. I don't have Bonds. I have Clemens. I have Mattingly. I don't have McGriff. I don't have Dale Murphy, but he, he can get him through pass row, no problem. Palmero, I have, and Schilling, I have.
2: I've got Mattingly, Murphy, and Palmero. Mattingly, I got in person. Murphy, I've gotten both in person by mail and Schilling, or uh, Palmero, by, both by uh, in person and by mail, too.
1: Yes, Schilling was at a show. I got him at a show just so they want to get them. Well, that will be interesting to see what the voting is. Again, the voting is December 4th at the winter meetings. And we'll, we'll let you know what, what the results are. Uh, this one's from uh, Tops. Tops now has a 15 card Houston Astros championship set going for $50. Uh, you can go to tops.com uh, to purchase them until December 4th. I'm not really a big championship set guy. You know what I mean? They, they yeah. seem to have no value or very little value in, You know, I like, I like the Astros. Would you like if the Indians or the Guardians won a a championship, would you be running to be first in line to pop to buy one of these?
2: I wouldn't, I might pick one up eventually, but it wouldn't be something i would be, you know, running out the door to get right then. I remember back in 95 and 97 Fleer and score both did uh, commemorative sets for the Indians for uh, making the playoffs. But the great thing with those ones is they just did them. They were two like, 30 card sets, maybe, or something like that, 20, 30 cards, something like that. And uh, they sold them as these 10 card packs at just any kind of store. So I could go down to, you know, the local CVS or something, find them there. And the great thing is with it being a 20 card set and 10 card packs, as long as you do it right, you pick the right ones, you pack, you grab two packs, you've got the entire set right there. And so I got a couple of those and stuff, but uh, yeah, I wouldn't really, I wouldn't go out and 15 cards for $50. Not when I was able to do twenty cards for two bucks back then. I don't. Think. No, so, I, uh, no, yeah. I know
1: it's kind of silly. I, you know, the, you know, because not to rub it in, but the Patriots went, you know, won the Super Bowl all the time, and the Red Sox went all this World Series. They mm-hmm. always have those box sets, you know, yeah. and I, I never bought them. But then you'd see them at the shows, and I don't know whatever they went for forty dollars when they were selling them. You know, you can get them at the show now for five or ten dollars, and that's when I pick them up. How, we had a, a, a World Cup coming up.
2: Oh yeah, we do. It's,
1: um, starting on November 20th.
2: So right before we got what, that's a week away now, oh, a week away. really getting close. Nice. But, uh, we want to remind you Clemente Lisi, of course, he, you know, is a major contributor on the show here. And he has a book history of it's about the history of the world cup. It's called the FIFA world cup, a history of the planet's biggest sporting event. You can grab that online. I think they sell, I think he's got it for sale on Amazon. If I remember right. And look around, you can find just about anywhere. And we're going to have him on the show next week for one more, uh, bit of info before the world cup starts and we'll have him on all sorts of uh, several times during the world cup
1: as well yeah and guys you can click on our website at uh, ttmcast.com website there's a uh, you'll see there's a uh, a box a, a box promoting the book uh, clemente's book if you click on that box it'll take you to a link where you can save 30 percent off the cover of the book so i i recommend you doing that first if you go to our website click on the the ad for the clemente's book and uh if you if you want to get it click on it We'll um you can get 30 percent off and we're going to give away a copy of clemente's book next week because we're going to have clemente on so um you want to congratulate clemente for it's a great book have you uh, have you had a chance to read any read any of it yet
2: i haven't i'm going to start it during the world cup and kind of read it as the world cup is going on
1: yeah it's really a neat book because i you know i didn't know the history of the world cup and it gives you, from the start of the World Cup all the way through all the World Cups, talks about some of the controversies and some of the 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 things that are going on and how they chose these teams and the politics behind it. It's really a good book. It's very, you know, it's something I knew very little about. You know, I know the World Cup every four years, but I don't know the history behind it. Like I know baseball and hockey and stuff. So it was really, it's re- it's a really good book. So I want to congratulate Clemente. I highly recommend it. Uh, again, check it out. It's called the uh, history of the FIFA World Cup. And uh, you, you can go on our website. You can click on the button, save 30%, on, uh, 30% off it. So I highly recommend that. So well, I'm getting going. I'm t- I promise you, I'm getting going there. We're getting, <laughs> we're getting the mouth working. Guys, tickets go on sale for the 2022-23 National, which is going to be in Chicago this next year. The, it is going to be July 26th through the 30th. And all tickets are going on sale Cyber Monday, which is November 28th. So if you want to get a jump on it, especially if the VIP packages, they sell out. Uh, so if you want to get a uh, VIP package, I would recommend going on and making your purchase soon. And also it's a great Christmas gift or great holiday gift. So if you, you're thinking of getting something for a collector, go and uh, get them tickets to the national. They'll, they'll be thrilled. Her and I love going to the national. We, have, we had so much fun this year and uh, hopefully we'll, fingers crossed, all, all the stars online, we'll do it again next year. Um, so. Make it check that out. National tickets going on sale, Cyber Monday, which is November 28th. Well, we have some shows to let you guys know about. There's a Chicago Sports Spectacular, November 18th to the 20th in Chicago. Yeah, Rich Ginn and Dave Parker, Zach Ladine, Lamar De, Lamar Derosion? Derosion. I always miss that one. Mess that one up. It's David Thompson and Mark Pryor all signing. Uh, and you, they have mail-ins on this one. So if you can't get to the show there are mail-ins for these guys so check it out it's the chicago sports Tech spectacular november 18th through the 20th we're just a few weeks away
2: from the big show out in philadelphia you can find out about that at phillyshow.com it takes place december 2nd through the 4th they've already got a couple big names they're set to be signing wade boggs is going to be there as will michael vick uh vlad guerrero senior will be out there and of course legendary ohio state running back and he did some stuff with the eagles there as well uh keith byers will be there too
1: check that out guys a lot of new releases people the companies are releasing a bunch of products you know christmas is coming up there's a lot of new releases so i want to just let you know about that the 2022 panini prism world cup uh, is now out hobby boxes 12 packs of 12 cards per pack you get six silver prism boxes go for 430 dollars and we're going to talk to clemente lisi next week about uh, this this set, uh, this release. He's really tied into it. We'll get some more information about it, but it is now available uh, for uh, 2022 Panini Prism World Cup for $430. Panini's also got a a nice
2: baseball set coming out here. The 2022 Mosaic set is hitting the shelves in that one for $130. Very affordable price tag on this one. You get 15 packs in there, 10 cards per pack. Out of there, you're going to get yourself three autographs, five silver prisms, and two mosaic red parallels. So nice uh, nice grouping right there for $130. Yeah, I like the
1: Panini mosaics line. Yeah. I, re- I really do. They do a good job with that. We got a uh, top Star Wars uh, chrome black, four cards per box. Uh, if you're a Star Wars guy, check it out. There's all sorts of autographs inserted in it. Uh, those are going for $140. That's top Star Wars chrome black for 140 $140.
2: Got another set from the PLL coming out. The Premier Lacrosse League this is a Tops release for 2022. We've uh, talked about this a couple of weeks ago that it was going to be uh, coming up soon. And now it will be hitting the shelves. 20 packs per box. You'll get eight cards per pack. It's 160 cards total. Runs you $80 for a box. Not bad right there. Always good to see the uh, niche sports getting a little bit of attention from the hobby.
1: We have the Upper Deck Series. When it's a 2022-2023 hockey. That's this year. We finally got some new hockey out there, Drew. Nice. <laughs> There's 24 packs, eight cards per pack, and then it's going for $120 for a box, hobby box. That's Series Upper Deck, Series One 2022, 20, 2023 20, Hockey for 120 bucks. Well, Drew, that wraps up. Here's a dozen. We finally got through it. That was a lot of stuff to talk about. Yeah. But next up, we have Collector's Corner. I had a chance to talk to Brandon Triggerman. Brandon Triggerman is head of sports uh drip shop live and uh they're one of our sponsors and we're going to talk to brandon about what's going on with drip shop and and, uh some of the cool things that are going on so please enjoy my interview with brandon sugarman from drip shop live
0: and now it's time for collector's corner let's hear from our collector this week Introducing Drip Shop Live, a live online marketplace of sports cards and products from your favorite sellers. Discover giveaways, auctions, breaks, personal boxes, singles, and more right from your phone or desktop. On Drip Shop Live, you'll find hundreds of sellers live all the time. Give Drip Shop Live a try. For a limited time, save $15 off your first purchase of $20 or more. Try finding another break or card box that's that affordable. And shipping is always free on Drip Shop Live. Go to dripshop.live invite slash TTM or find the link in our description to get this exclusive offer.
1: Joining the show from his office in California is Brandon Sugarman. Brandon is head of sports at Drip Shop Live. That's dripshop.live on the internet. They are an online marketplace of sports cards and products. They have giveaways, auctions, breaks personal boxes, singles, and a whole lot more. You can do it right from your phone and desktop. We're going to talk to Brandon about his plans uh, for Drip Shop Sports and what's going on in the
3: marketplace. Welcome, Brandon. Thank you, Jeff. Thanks for having me. Uh, I like the uh, enthusiasm. I'm hoping to bring some of the same to the show today. (laughs)
1: <laughs> well, I always <laughs> love new upstart companies, and that's what you guys are. You're a young company coming into a, to a, a crowded marketplace. And, uh, y- you know, the marketplace um, segment is is pretty busy. It's, it's a pretty crowded marketplace. Um, how do you guys intend to make your, your space, that you make your uh, place in this marketplace?
3: Yeah, so if, if you're not fam- uh, familiar with Drift Shop Live, uh, we're a live streaming platform. Uh, And kind of the the key differentiator between us uh, is we're really community-focused. So we're here to build a strong community of collectors around the live streaming space. Um, And we we believe that really kind of all collecting and everything done is better uh, live. There's more personality, more excitement, uh, seeing the cards pulled live, buying those singles from the sellers that you love, and really building that place that you want to come back to. Uh, every night, because you don't want to miss any of the biggest hits being pulled, any of the newest product releases, any of the coolest singles that are being sold. Um, you know, as as exciting as it is to bid on something on maybe another platform where there's just a photo, it's that much more exciting when you get to see the card, you get to interact with the seller in real time, place those bids, win the card, and have it to you within two to three business days. Um, and, you know, we, we do sports cards, we do breaks, we do personals, we do mystery packs, we do singles. Uh, but outside of sports, we have a ton of sellers doing other things, whether you're interested in TCG, comics, vinyl, uh, anything of this sort. And really, we're looking to uh, continue pushing in sports, but also look at, you know, other categories that collectors are also interested in.
1: Are there uh, multiple events going on simultaneously or is it basically one event uh in, a, in a, a time frame
3: yeah so you know we have hundreds of sellers that are live all the time 24 7 so you know jeff if you get that itch at 2 a.m and you say <laughs> i want to go rip some flawless or you want to rip some prism uh, or maybe you want to go check out what's happening you can do that and that's that's really the beauty of of drip shop live and live streaming as a whole is it never shuts down. So, you know, I know my hobby shop growing up, uh, my local card store was closed at 5 p.m. on Thursdays or 6 p.m. But I still wanted to go collect and break live. I'm now able to do that 24-7 all the time. Uh, And not only do we have live breaks and things happening, we also are bringing some, some really unique experiences. So we actually have one streamer that's live Uh, from every Rams, Chargers, or Titans tailgate. So you can actually get a live look at the tailgate. If you're there, you can stop by. Uh, They're live at every tailgate. You can see the live streaming. And you can kind of get a look at some of these unique places that maybe, you know, you're halfway across the country, you're a Chargers fan, and you want to be there. You have the opportunity to do that and break some cards uh, during the time, which is really fun for us. So your breakers are
1: sellers. They're breaking new stuff, but they also breaking vintage and selling vintage cars as well?
3: Yeah, they're breaking everything, um, whether it's the newest releases that you have day of. Uh, so if it's first off the line, if it's like select last week was was come, came out, uh, they're breaking all of that. And then they're also bringing in product that, you know, perhaps is a little bit harder to find. So, for example, when Judge was on you know, chasing 61. And then I think he didn't get to 62. But he was trying to, you know, we had a handful of sellers actually bringing in some of the Bowman Chrome and Topps Chrome from his rookie year to kind of help collectors go chase some of those Aaron Judge rookies, pull them pack fresh. And so that they knew the condition was great to where maybe if you're buying some of those cards, they've been around for a few years. Uh, You just don't have that excitement as it is to actually pull that Aaron Judge rookie live from, I think it was 2017 Topps Chrome, if I'm not mistaken. Um, And we actually did some giveaways around that as well, just to to kind of build the excitement around the chase uh, and everything happening with Aaron Judge. So not only the newest product, but also kind of some fun vintage things that we like to tie into or sellers like to tie into. Uh, some of the more kind of fun sports things happening out in the world uh, as they are because we all know as sports you know as collectors of sports cards most of us probably 99 percent are also fans of sports we're following that from fantasy leagues to what's happening in sports who's going to win the world series what's going on sunday with the games and you know that's that's kind of the intersection, and I think it's why a lot of people also like those sports cards. We're speaking with Brandon
1: Sugarman. Brandon is head of sports at Dripshop Live. It's dripshop.live. That's how you get to it on the internet on your phone. It is a live online marketplace where you have sports cards and other uh, game gaming cards, Pokemon and Dragon Ball and that kind of stuff. They have giveaways, auctions, breaks, personal boxes, singles. And you do that right from your phone or desktop. And they have a, a cool introductory offer This uh, for anyone off your first purchase. You get $15 off your first purchase of $30 or more. And that includes free shipping, which is really cool. So, uh, is, Brandon, is there any cost to sign up for Drip Shop Live?
3: Nope. Uh, nothing to sign up. We are. Uh, you can find us on your desktop or we also are in the App Store. Uh, and if you follow Jeff's link, you're going to get as you set off your first purchase of 30 or more, you also get free shipping, which is unlocked uh, with that $30. Or if you spend after that first purchase for every $25 you've you've spent on any other stream, you also get free shipping off of your purchase, which is is really good for both the buyer, uh, but also for the seller, because then they're able to actually take that money that they're saving on shipping where they would be spending elsewhere and give that to you.
1: Before you came to Drip Shop, were you involved in any breaks? Have you been involved in any breaks? Did you purchase spots and breaks?
3: Yeah. It's very I, uh, addictive, I, isn't it? It's, it's very <laughs> addictive. Uh, I actually got quite lucky, I will say. Um, I was purchasing breaks before things really blew up. So I would be getting spots for $30, $40 in National Treasure breaks. Um, but most of the time, I would get very lucky. Uh, I pulled... Let me see. Kyler Murray National Treasures RPA, which was great. Uh, I've only pulled one one of one, which was a Juju Smith Schuster Contenders vinyl. That's the only one of one I've ever pulled okay, out that's of nice. a break. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's exciting, you know, because you see the the gold and the vinyl, and you get excited, and then you see your team, and the excitement really builds. Uh, and I think that's that's the fun part about breaks, like especially the random teams or some of the pick your teams is, you know, there's that constant excitement where you never know what you're going to get. It could be a life changing card. Uh, And I think that's why, you know, realistically breaking has, has really taken off.
1: My first break I got involved in, it was a, a live break. I got the dolphins and the Colts for football. It was a prison break. And this was like way before anyone knew who the heck Tua was and who the heck Jonathan Taylor was. And I got yeah. a lot, tons of Jonathan Taylor and Tua cards. And I didn't know who they were, really. You know, I knew Tua from Alabama, obviously. But, you know, that's the fun part of breaking. Sometimes you get these teams and you're like, oh, I got the Colts. What, who the hell am I going to get out of the Colts? And it happened to be Jonathan. I got, you know, 10 Jonathan Taylor cards, you know?
3: Yeah. I mean, I hope you're still sitting on those Tua's because they could be doing pretty well now. Now that he's back and the Dolphins look really sharp this last week. Now, how, if
1: how about if someone wants to get involved as a breaker they you know they they like breaking uh, boxes for themselves they maybe, maybe they do something locally can they get involved with uh, drip shop live and, and become a breaker on drip shop live
3: yeah of course anyone can uh, apply to be a seller on our on our website so right at the top right you just uh, you can hit apply uh, and you'll get transferred over to the team uh, we review everybody's application because as I said we're really trying to build a strong community people that can bring a premium experience to breaking uh, people that have good product and can kind of provide that. Uh, And if you're thinking about getting into breaking or if you break on other places, you know, other social channels, uh, some of the differences that kind of set drip apart is, you know, we are, we, we can do full OBS setup, horizontal video, um, which is really kind of built basically for us, you know, When we got into TCG, we noticed a lot of overlap with TCG and Twitch and some of the live streaming and gaming. And that was really the experience that people wanted. Now, it seems like in sports, and I spoke about this actually at the Beckett Summit, is some of the platforms have been built for vertical video. Um, But we think that there's a better experience when you can have multiple cameras, you can go full horizontal, you can add overlays, you can add promotions and kind of brand that Similar to how maybe SportsCenter does when they're live. Now, there, you know, I said this again, there is a time and place when you need to use just your phone, single screen, and you have the video, you're on the go, maybe you're streaming from somewhere that's unique. Uh, But we really believe that the most optimal experience and where things are going to be heading for the consumer. So if you want to watch a break on, you know, your big screen TV in your man cave, let's say. Uh, you have the ability to do that, and you're not losing any of the experience that you would if you were watching on your phone. Um, and we, you know, we we like to say that it's high def. You can see the chat, you can swipe out of the chat, and really just feel like you're watching SportsCenter from your living room. But instead, it's a break because at the end of the day, this is all content, right? It's just where are we where are we putting our attention uh, when we're watching certain media. So you guys facilitate
1: the break, but do you also uh, perform the breaks for people? So that if I had, uh, you know, twenty prism boxes that I want to get break, I I could send them to Drip Shop, and you guys would would break them and run the break, or is it all is it is it just uh, simply I run the break and you guys are facilitating the technology behind it?
3: Yeah, we purely facilitate the technology. So um, you know, once you're approved as a seller, you can come on. Uh, you can run your entire show. You do everything from you know, sourcing your product to breaking to shipping, we just give you the platform to do that. So we have integrations for shipping services, we have all the customer data, we make it really easy for you. It's fully integrated one stop shop, versus perhaps if you're breaking on, you know, Instagram, or Facebook, or YouTube, or Twitch, you have to get your customer data, you then not have to, you know, sort everything with the address, the label, get the payment, collect everything and ship it out. It's quite cumbersome. This kind of, this just alleviates a lot of that and makes it super efficient for you.
1: Do you process all the payment information as well or is that an uh, in individual for the breaker?
3: Uh, we process all of the payment as well. Um, and you know, once you've been breaking with us for I think we have it at around seven to 10 business days, you can get instant payout. So you actually don't have to wait any time once we kind of build that rapport, which is really important for our community. Uh, for more of the seller side, just to make sure that they can have those funds to then go deploy. If they need to get more product, if they need to spend on marketing, if they need to pay their lease for their LCS, anything like that, the funds are immediately available. And, you know, one thing that that also does is it limits chargebacks. So that was kind of a theme uh, maybe a year or so back when there was a lot of breakers on Instagram uh, but we we always mediate all of that, and we make sure that both sides, the buyer and the seller, are completely satisfied in any situation. Which is really good to have a platform like us, um, kind of playing the middleman or just the mediator in a situation, and making sure that we have, you know, both parties are satisfied moving forward.
1: Right. So you're protecting the the buyer, the the collector that's buying into the break, as well as the the breaker itself, and making sure. Everything runs smoothly from transaction to shipping to uh, satisfaction with the card that they supposedly thought they were getting.
3: A hundred percent. And we stand by uh, you know every purchase made on the platform uh, for both the buyer and the seller, because if either one of those sides are having a bad experience, they're not going to come back to drip. And at the end of our, and at the end of the day, that's really our goal is to really provide that positive experience for the seller community and the collecting community.
1: We're speaking with Brandon Shergman. Brandon is head of sports at Drip Shop Live. That's dripshop.live. That's how you get it on the internet. It is also an app you can get on your phone. Uh, It is the Drip Shop is a live online marketplace for sports cards and other game and card products. They have giveaways, auctions, breaks, personal boxes, singles, and everything right from your phone or your desktop. It is a free app. You don't have to do anything to sign up. You just go on, sign up put your account in there. And in fact, you can go in and and customize it. I just put in my own TTM cast banner, my TTM cast logo. It's got a nice little TTM cast look on it from my my profile page. (laughs) I really like that, Brandon.
3: I'm going to check it out after this.
1: so i haven't had i haven't had gotten involved in the break but i am gonna i that, that that's one of my goals i want to try getting involved in a break as i said i have an addictive personality so if i get that involved in yeah. one i'm gonna be involved in 20 you know
3: well just make sure you use my invite code jeff then <laughs> you'll get 15 dollars off your first purchase of 30 or more
1: yeah i have my own invite code right so <laughs>
3: <laughs> that is sure true. that's sure true. So
1: guys if you want to try drip shop live it's free and there's a there's a um an icon up at the top that it's a, a coin and just click on that and you save fifteen dollars off your first purchase of thirty or more and you get free shipping which is which is really key so um check it out it's dripshop live drip shop dot live. Brandon how many uh, transactions have gone through on the sports end of it uh, from the marketplace can you give me a ballpark
3: millions. I, nice. I I don't know I don't know the exact amount, but I can tell you it's it's in the you know it's in the millions. We're we're doing thousands, thousands upon thousands of transactions per day, um, and I think you'll see that if if you go to dripshop.live and kind of explore a lot of the sellers that we have going, because uh, you know they're running hundreds of auctions, pick your teams, random teams, personals, packs, singles, mysteries, everything. So um and you know we've seen uh, in Q3 we saw about a 5x growth uh for volume on our platform purely in sports which is really strong um and pokemon seeing similar growth as well what do you see you know you're
1: still a fairly new company what do you see some of the new additions to drip shop live from uh, a seller st- from a buyer standpoint i mean you know i'm just a regular guy coming in i want to get involved in in a uh... A, a break. What What are some of the new things you you see being implemented into the marketplace? You know, uh, in, in the next year or so. Uh,
3: as far as like product features.
1: Either product features or are just um, making it easier for a, a seller to get into a, a break, or uh, making it uh, easier for for people to find breaks that they look, they're looking for, or just anything that makes the the buyer experience more enjoyable.
3: Sure. Uh, we're retooling a lot of our search features so that you can, Jeff, who's your favorite team?
1: The Boston Red Sox. Come on.
3: Red Sox, <laughs> there you go. So let's say Jeff wants to come on. They, they had a tough year. They did uh, have
1: a tough year. <laughs>
3: <laughs> uh, I'm a Mariner fan, so I can't say much more because they went 19 innings without I, a run, oh. which was just brutal to watch. I know it took for
1: how long it he hadn't been in the playoffs since the, 90s or something early 90s right i
3: think it was 2000 or 2001 so it, was it almost, seems it was, like the was, 90s <laughs> yeah it was over 20 years and for them to do that was just it was just heartbreaking and they had so many opportunities um but i'll get back to the question because that that just makes me sad even though I'm, i think they're playing tonight i'm excited well, the world, the world series, series has
1: been fantastic so i've been enjoying the world series
3: it has been uh, it has been good Um, it was kind of interesting with, was it Noah Syndergaard that got delayed the pitch? Yeah, there's some controversy around that. Um, but the, the, you know, we're, we're really working on search functionality and thinking about how collectors move into breaks or purchase product. And we want to make sure that it's easy for you as a Boston Red Sox collector to come in and say, Hey, I want to buy into Boston Red Sox breaks, no matter who the seller is. We're trying to tackle some of those challenges to make sure that you could do that efficiently um, without having to go into each live select purchase. Go to the next guy, select purchase. Go to the next guy, select purchase. Because we see some of that behavior. I saw it in myself. I think it was a year or two ago. I was buying the Rockies in every break. And I was chasing a guy who ended up making it to the bigs this year. His name was Ezekiel Tavar. if you remember him. Um, and that's because I was really high on him from a prospecting standpoint, but the Rockies were fairly cheap for that year and that ended up paying off. So we're, we're looking at what is the user experience and how do we develop it in a way that allows collectors or fans to find the teams that they want and get the product as quickly and efficiently as possible without just jumping through different sellers to really kind of search and hunt. Um, and then and really, that,
1: almost a, a custom dashboard so that when I log in, I'm going to get a custom dashboard that shows the the Red Sox, the Celtics, the Patriots, whatever uh, breaks that I want to get, in, get involved in or have an opportunity to get involved in would be right there on the, the front as I, when I log into the site.
3: Yeah, that that could definitely be a solution for that, which would be really cool, um, because, you know, we know that people are looking for specific teams right when they come in. And while they also are looking for their favorite sellers, you know, a lot of the times as fans, we want to go after specific players or teams and we want to purchase those and then sit back and watch the shows and then make sure that we're alerted when they're going live.
1: If, you know, we had such a huge growth in the hobby uh, during COVID, right? And we're kind of coming, kind of coming out of that. And it's kind of flattened out a little, have you seen, uh, you know, you just said you said an increase in what the, uh, three, five times or something in Q, Q3. Yeah. So you're still seeing a lot of activity and you're very uh, bullish on how the hobby is going to uh, flesh out in 2023.
3: I mean, I think we we have seen, you know, I attended three trade shows, which was a lot in October. Uh, I kind of overbooked myself. A lot of travel. I think I ended up spending four to five days at home in the entire month. <laughs> um, and, and, you know, you can tell foot traffic is down overall, like at these shows, you just don't feel it as much as you did, what, in 2021, let's say 2020, where it was booming. Um, but, you know, within the live commerce space, there are still a lot of sellers, a lot of buyers that are taking place kind of outside of more of the live streaming apps. So we are still seeing growth. We are still seeing an opportunity to penetrate the market and to bring a better experience to sports car trading, buying, selling as a whole.
1: Uh, On the online marketplace, is your demographic still skewing a little younger just because of the technology behind it? And is it primarily male or are you starting to see, um, you know, women and, and kids get involved as well?
3: Yeah, um, it's definitely still skews a tad bit younger, but I think you're starting to see some of the older collectors kind of move in and embrace the apps. Uh, Just like anything, it's going to take time to kind of gain that familiarity and break down, you know, another new thing I have to engage with. So we are seeing some of that age start to go up. Uh, I mean, it's hard to say that the industry is not dominated by, by, you know, males, so to speak. But I can tell you that I, you know, I know some of our, some of our bigger buyers are female collectors and, and we love that, um, you know, cause there is a, there's a place for everybody here in this hobby to collect and break what they want. And we even have uh, our head of seller success, Monique, you know, she's a collector herself. She just got into collecting um, and she's, you know, really trying to join kind of the women of the hobby space as well and get involved where she can. Um, so yes, it's still very male dominated. I think, you know, if you're at Beckett summit, you'd see it's 90% males, but, you know, we are seeing, uh, more people come in breaking live buying, uh, outside of just that demographic. We're well, speaking with Brandon
1: Sugarman. Brandon, is head of sports at drip shop live. It's dripshop.live. Dot live. That's the, the website. It also has an app. It is a live online marketplace for sports cards and products. They have giveaways, auctions, breaks, personal boxes, singles, and everything right from your phone or desktop. It is free to join. No, no charge to join. If you're interested to in become a breaker, you can just click on uh, and sell with drip shop. You can click on the button and learn more about that. They also have, which is really cool, you get $15 off your first purchase of 30 or more. There's a uh, a coin icon that you click on, and that's how you get you get that. This, they offer free shipping, which is also great for uh, your first purchase of fifteen dollars uh, of thirty of uh, thirty dollars or more. I'm sorry, thirty dollars or more, you get free shipping. Um, it is they've been around. How long you been around? How long has Dripshop been live been around, Brandon?
3: Uh, I want to say just over a year. Yeah, so we're still very new to the market.
1: It's very uh, it's a very dynamic site. There's all sorts of stuff going on. If you're into cards, sports cards. There's all sorts of sports card breaks going on r- right now. They also have uh, Pokemon, Dragon Ball, and all, uh, uh, all the other, other cards. Like There's so many of them, Magic the Gathering, and you, you name it. They've got it. So make sure you check that out if you're, you're into that. My son is a huge Dragon Ball guy. Has, I've already sent him the link. He's going to sign up and, and do, a, uh, do a, a Dragon Ball break. So he's all excited about that. Um, guys, check it out. They're on social media. You can follow them on social media, Drip Shop Live on Twitter. I see them all the time. They are on Instagram. He, they are on um, TikTok, right? You guys are on TikTok, right?
3: Yeah, we're also on TikTok. Uh, we just had a, a video, I think, for the Trade Up Challenge go out, and I think it got 12 or 13 million views. Wow. So make sure to check that out. What was the tra- What Tell me what the tra- uh, Trade Up Challenge was. Uh, I believe they did it at Collecticon, where they turned a dollar card into a couple hundred dollar card within the matter. I mean, the video makes it look like it happened within a minute or two, as you know TikTok, but it was over the course of probably a day. Are you guys so going to be at cool. any
5: shows
1: coming up? Any any shows uh, through the rest of the year or at the beginning of the year that people might be able to see you at?
3: Yeah, we're going to be at uh, South San Francisco not this week but the following week november uh i think it's 12th and 12th, 13th or 11th and 12th uh we'll be at south san francisco um and then we're going to be at one next week which is the the magic summit magic the gathering mtg summit um and then i believe we're going to be at culture collision coming up in january uh we're looking at the mint collective as well in vegas in march uh, we'll probably be at Del Mar and uh, Burbank, Burbank card show. I think they're doing it the Super Bowl weekend. So, okay, great. Well, guys, make sure you check it out. Drip Shop Live,
1: just remember, drip shop one word dot live. That's the marketplace, it's an online marketplace The sports cards, giveaways, auctions, breaks, personal boxes, singles, a whole lot more, a whole lot of fun. Make sure you check it out. Also, very important. You save fifteen dollars off your first purchase of thirty or more, and you get a free get free shipping. Just hit on it, hit the uh, the coin icon, right, Brandon, and you get you get the the free shipping on that, and the and the fifteen dollars off. It breaking is addictive. If you do one of them, you're going to do ten of them because they are so much fun, and uh, I, I highly recommend checking it out. Brandon, anything else you want to say before I let you go?
3: No, come check us out on Drip. Uh, I'm a I'm a diehard collector myself. I've been in the industry for about twenty plus years. Uh, I'll say. Brandon my... started when he was two. I'm not twenty two. I'm a little <laughs> bit older, but thank you, <laughs> That was a compliment. Thank you, Jack. To an old guy
1: like to an old guy like me, you look like you're twenty two. Wow, <laughs> ah,
3: it's because I shaved. You can't see the gray hair in my beard. There you go. Um, I mean, yeah, just just come check us out. We're a great community of collectors, uh, a lot of live streams, a lot of great sellers. You know, we got guys uh, like 528 Breaks with us, Rizzo Sports, Coffee Breakers, Bakersfield Hobby, even these guys out of Vegas called Awesome Breaks, uh, who have probably one of the most extensive wax collection I've ever seen. Um, And they always have it active on drip. So if you want to wake up and you say, I want to rip some 0304 tops chrome," they have a box waiting for you. Uh and then I'll just say uh you know to kind of end us uh my favorite card that I own right now is I was working on a 54 top set so a bit more vintage uh and I I got an Aaron which was nice Did you really that's great Yeah I got it a few a few months back so before it kind of skyrocketed a you bit get it graded um, or raw I bought it graded and I bought it for the registry cuz I'm trying to build there so Nice congratulations congratulations who do you use for grading uh right now for that set because it's on the registry PSA okay but normally you know if you look on my desk right here uh I have some cards that I was submitted uh with Beckett for their RCR
1: nice yeah I'm kind of I'm kind of been all over the place but I've been using CSG lately I, I I really enjoy the their grading and they they get a sale going on too so
3: yeah, I saw their their numbers. They look like they're number 2 in volume now. Yep. And then SGC and then Beckett. So, uh, and then I noticed PSA just did a $15 value, I think, or economy.
1: Yeah, I mean, now is really the time if you if you're sitting on the sideline waiting for, for to get your cards graded, now is really the time because all the grading companies have sales and they've all kind of caught up on the backlog. So, I think it's now is the time to really get involved in grading if you've been kind of waiting.
3: Yeah. And if and, you know, the other thing is like the closest you can get to to the card coming out of the pack outside of opening the box yourself is breaking a personal on live, doing a break. So you can get a lot of the same rookies. You can gather those up and then ideally you can send those off to grading. Um, and that's where you're going to have the best shot at getting the best grades is when the cards are packed fresh and come right to you.
1: That'd be a good service, Ryan. I think for you guys to have them go directly from your your rip to the grading company to the collector.
3: It's funny you say that. We're going to have an announcement uh, probably coming up in the next week or two to kind of help alleviate that. Um, uh, with ideally one of the bigger grading names out there, so be on be on the lookout for that. Uh, it should make you know if you're breaking and you hit a card that you want immediately graded. Uh, we're, we're looking at how do we kind of accomplish that and make it as easy as possible for the card to go from the box to the greater and back to your hands in the shortest amount of time possible. You don't want to break news and give us give us the company name. I can't do it yet. <laughs> maybe maybe by the time it's released, you can include it uh, in the description and it'll help uh, with your SEO.
1: <laughs> all right guys all right thank you brandon shugman from drip shop live check it out drip shop live make sure you take advantage of their initial offer 15 dollars first purchase of 30 or more you get free shipping go to dripshop.live. that's where you find everything follow brandon drip shop on social media they are all over the place brandon i thank you for your time today
3: thank you as well jeff it was a pleasure being with you
1: thank you sir well, Drew, there's a lot of stuff going on at, at Drip Shop, and, and the, they've been kind enough to become a sponsor of us, and, and I recommend you check check that out. Nice. Next up, what is it, Drew? We've got Fast Forward Football. Fast Forward Football coming up. Time to hit that button. Fast Forward Football, guys. Drew and I are making our picks right now. Hit Fast Forward right now. Okay, Drew. We weren't too mm-hmm. bad this week. We had two ties. That's not our fault. They two two both the both the games I think we picked the same were uh point spread. So we had tie, ties. So I was two, one and one, you were two, one and one. It's a, it's a tie. It's a nice. we tied the week finally. I think that's the first time we've tied. I think so. Yeah, that's yeah. In, in a couple of years. So we're we're, we're still, I'm still it's three three wins for me, five losses and a tie now. So I'm still two, excuse me, two weeks behind Drew. Maybe I'll make it up this week uh that was last week your, your dice week uh yeah it was it was yeah
2: so you so your dice did better than you they did yeah i might have to i might have to do this again here now i gotta pull this up on my phone here and uh see if i can find this all right I'm just gonna so grab a card remember, and
1: flip a card wrote, here, I guess. dice he he, he he took the home team and even he took the visiting team so he's he he was the same as me But let's go run down picks we have five picks to go through um drew i'll I'll do the first game because i'm not sure if you're ready with with your dice thing but we got the bills the uh, the vikings at the bills vikings are at the bills the bills are giving three and a half points i am going to take the bills because i think they're going to have a they're going to have a uh, rebound this week and they're going to really i think they're going to kill the vikings
2: all right i'm going to flip a card here so i'm going to do this so heads is going to be home tails is going to be uh visitors so all right vikings bills and I got the home team, so I got to go with the Bills in this one then.
1: All right. Next, Drew we, have, Drew, we have your Cleveland Browns at the Miami Dolphins. The Miami Dolphins are giving three and a half points. Who do you like?
2: Flipping the card, and we have tails on this one, so I got to go with the Browns, which I'm going to be regretting, I'm sure. But
1: okay, you to take Cleveland. Yep. I'll take Miami with the schizo miami dolphins but three and a half points might be the difference that that might be the difference all right we have the indianapolis colts at the la Ra- not the vegas raiders they're the vegas raiders now is six and a half so the raiders are giving six and a half points the colts do not have a quarterback right their quarterback is is a mess right and jonathan right. taylor i think is still hurt right he well, is a- they, they also don't really have a coach right now
2: either they fired right, Frank they brought right in, in just saturday And the last thing I heard was that Jeff Saturday last team he coached was like his son's youth team. They went winless. So uh, yeah, I don't know about this. All right. So I will take the Raiders. Who do you like? See who the card selects. We've got home team heads. So it's going to be the Raiders there as well.
1: Okay. Next we have the Dallas Cowboys. Your Dallas Cowboys at green Bay. Green Bay is getting five points at home. They've been a schizo team lately, haven't
2: they? They have, yeah. Just, I mean, yeah. Uh, I don't know what to make of them ever from week to week. So let's see. Let's see what the card says here.
1: All right, who, who do you want?
2: We've got heads, so we got to go with the Packers in that one.
1: You're going to take Green Bay. All right, I'll take I'll take Dallas. I guess, uh, given the five points. All right, and lastly, we have Monday night. We have the Washington Commanders. At the philadelphia eagles the philadelphia eagles are giving 10 and a half points washington philly 10 and a half points 10 and a half points is a lot washington has a good defense but i'm gonna go with philly
2: all right last flip here okay also heads so we've got home so i gotta go with philly there so wow the card the flipping the card has picked exactly what you picked on there on the uh when on, on three of them
1: crazy yeah so we got three of the same. So we're going to, we're really is the Browns, Miami and Dallas green Bay. Are the two games we have to watch, right? Yep. Yep. All right, buddy. Good luck. That wraps up fast forward. Football guys. Welcome back. We're done with football. Come on back. <laughs> By the way, if football.
2: anybody was wondering as a 91 stadium club, uh, Reggie Langhorn card was the one that I was flipping here. So, uh, Reggie signs, be signed. Right? yes. Reggie he's is, he's in, yeah. That's it was sitting right here on my pile of stuff. I'm going to be writing out this week. So, uh, Hopefully, I'll be come, coming back side here in a few weeks too.
1: All right, good luck. Well, next up is more from Les, from our our hobby dean dean of hobby, you know the legend himself. He he doesn't like me calling him a legend, so I'm sorry, <laughs> but Les, Les knows more about collecting and autographs than just about anyone. And uh, we're going to hear from Les Wolf, of course, from uh, Les Wolf uh, Sports LLC. And uh, please enjoy my uh, time with Les.
0: And now it's time for More From Less with hobby legend, Les Wolf.
1: All right, guys, it's time for my favorite segment. And of course, I'm talking about More From Less. That's Les Wolf from Les Wolf Sports, LLC. That's how you can find him on the Internet. We're going to talk uh, a little collectible stuff, a little uh, Christmas gift wish stuff, some cards show stuff and a lot more. Hey, Les, how you doing, pal?
4: I am outstanding. I'm talking to Jeff, the touchdown maker of Baker.
1: One of these days I will make a touchdown. Maybe, maybe my fantasy, my Thanksgiving day uh, family football game. I'll, I'll, I'll be sit, sitting sitting on in a chair, catching a ball. <laughs> <laughs> well, my day my running day is way
4: maybe, behind me. Maybe someone will throw it out of a TV set. Like they do in that commercial. I know They'll catch it.
1: Hey, we had kind of a, a historic game the other the other night in uh, Philadelphia. Sure. We we had a no-hitter, a, a multi pitched no-hitter, which I, I really hate. Um, but, you know, that harkens back to Don Larson's perfect game and, and the only no-hitter in World Series history. Do you have any uh, memorabilia for, from Larson or, or from the, the game? Do you have a program or a ticket sub or anything like that?
4: I wish. Extremely rare.
1: Nothing? Do you have? How about any Larson autographs? I know Larson was a pretty prolific signer.
4: I got tons of Larson autographs.
1: Anything from the game? Any like Larson Yogi Berra photos or?
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have that.
1: get that. Uh, what do you think of the Philadelphia Phillies only having uh, for digital tickets? They don't. They're not having any ticket subs from the game. Isn't that that a shame? I
4: just saw on Facebook someone posting a ticket for the 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 game game two or game three from Philly. So
1: yeah, I, I don't know. It's... I saw in Sports Collectors Daily they 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 said that there were no ticket stubs from that game yesterday, and that there they don't there's no physical tickets. So maybe you know I saw the same thing, but I I'm not I'm not sure. I don't think there's many there's there's any tickets from that game.
4: Where there's money, there'll be tickets.
1: <laughs> I'm sure. I'm I'm sure. Uh, I mean, were we, we a, t- uh, a ticket stub collector, a ticket collector. But, uh, when when you were younger, and did you collect any anything from any uh, special games?
4: Actually, not. In answer to your question, not really. But I did get. I have two tickets, both encapsulated. One sign from his first uh, home run. Of Aaron Judge.
1: That's kind of cool. How about did you see? Have you ever seen a no hitter in person?
4: Yes, I have. Unfortunately, I sold the ticket.
1: Which game? Rigetti, July 4th? Which game did you see?
4: Actually, it was at Shea Stadium, 1969. Bob Moose threw a no hitter against the Mets. And I'm friends with Rod Gaspar on the Mets. Sure. He didn't remember, but the the best hit ball that whole day was his line drive shot off the bat to right field, with his amazing right fielder leaped up and caught the ball against the fence. Do you know who that guy was? Roberto Clemente. Very good. Winner, winner, chicken dinner.
1: <laughs> so you did. I've never seen. I've never seen a World Series. I mean, uh, uh, no hitter in person. I've seen him on TV,
4: obviously. Have you ever seen a triple play? No, but. I got even a better one. I forgot what we were doing that day. I think one of my kids had a ball game. My father-in-law gave us four tickets on a Sunday to a game at Yankee Stadium when David Cohn was pitching. And fortunately for David Cohn, if we would have went, he wouldn't have done it. He threw a perfect game. So did you keep the tickets? Yeah. I got them inca- autographed and encapsulated. Very nice. I Very- one or two of them.
1: That's that's very nice. Yeah, I have a bunch of ticket subs, but I I don't I don't think I ever saw any famous you know famous games. I never saw any no hitters or any three thousand hits. I was at Yastrzemski's 2998 hit. <laughs> that's about as close as I got. Okay. How about any three thousand hits or any any other milestones?
4: I think I have a Winfield three thousand hit ticket There's, that's, that's and a nice. and a Robin Young. That's kind of cool. Well,
1: Les, we are at, um, I think, the second largest Powerball jackpot ever, uh, $1.5 billion. Uh, If you had kind of an unlimited budget, you hit the the Powerball. Is there any one or two uh, pieces of memorabilia that you'd like to add to your your vast collection?
4: Well, first thing I would want is a Jeff Baker rookie card (laughs) sign.
1: Well, you have that.
4: No, that's 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 older in life. One. <laughs> um, I would want a mint, uh, Mickey Mantle card, rookie card, rookie card, yeah. Um, what else would I want?
1: I don't know. Do you have a soft spot for any player? Is there one one player that you 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 really liked? And it doesn't have to be a superstar. It Can be just some so, some guy that was. That you're like, Fred Lynn was my guy. You know what I mean? I love, love Fred Lynn. Anything Fred Lynn related, I'm a softie
4: for. Is there anyone that that you have a soft spot for? Hmm. Actually, it's a good question. That I don't have?
1: No, you can have them. Just anyone that you, you know, that like, when I see anything from Fred Lynn that comes up, and in Fist to that matter, if there's anything that I see for Fred Lynn that I don't have, I just like all of a sudden it's like I have this want. I really need that. I really need that item. Is, is there anyone that that's there for you?
4: Um, it used to be Mickey Mantle all the time, but when you have like 500 things signed by Mantle, it, it wears out. It's uh, welcome actually. No,
1: I know. That's why I thought if there's somebody else out there that either from your. You know somebody that you met. I know Ali obviously has a uh, you have a soft spot for Ali and and Mantle, but I'm just saying anyone else that you really enjoyed watching or was a fan of growing up, or somebody that you know even like a Derek Jeter or somebody later in life that you might have might have said, "Gee, I really admire the
4: way he played the game."
5: Hmm. I can't think
4: of anybody off the top of him. See, you're a
1: jaded old guy, just a jaded old Yankee fan, less.
4: Well, actually, no, not really. If it was, if it was a little easier to detect real ones, I'd buy every Jordan I could. Yeah, there's so much fake out there, isn't there? The only Jordans I usually buy, if they're sorted, and the only one I would buy easily every time is Upper Deck. Sure.
1: How about is there one thing in your collection? That you know, your your car is getting repossessed, or you needed money, work <laughs> really badly. Is there something in your your collection that like that's it? I'm not selling that thing. There's one 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 piece of memorabilia that you you're gonna take to the grave with you.
4: Actually, I have a 1971 baseball register with almost a thousand autographs in it. Wow, including Munson and Clemente. Did I traded a collector in the 70s, and there's only like 200 smart autographs in there. So I've worked on that for years. That would probably be the last thing I'd ever want to sell. Is that what type of
1: shape is it in? Is it in good shape? Yes, because you know, sometimes when you get those, they get you know, because they're out and they're getting autographed and signed by so many people, they get you know, they get dog eared or they 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 lose their.
4: Well, the significance about the 71 baseball register is that it was the last one that there was pictures of the players in it. Everyone going forward is just the stats, no pictures.
1: So do you bring that with you to shows that, that you know, you see a guy that's, that's signing that you might not have in the register?
4: hmm mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's getting so hard to find anybody I need that... That's still with that, us? Uh, yeah.
1: How many guys do you think that, that you need are still still uh, alive? Do you
4: have yeah, you a total somewhere? I never really counted. Probably about 100 or 200, maybe. That are still alive? Mm-hmm. That's very cool. Well, thanks for sharing that with us.
1: I know you're going out to the Philly show. You're going to be exhibiting at the Philly show. Um, I hopefully,
4: just, I'll get a table. So oh, you Paul don't have a table Cutch yet? To, I'm waiting for Paul Kutch to give me the final final word. When is the what's the date of the show? December sixth to the eighth, I think.
1: Yeah, that's what I thought. Beginning beginning of December. Um, mm-hmm. What are you planning on bringing to the show? Some of the things that people you can uh, will be able to purchase
4: at your table. Well, the part of one of the collections I got is I have about five hundred signed baseballs now. Oh wow! Where it's- with a bunch of really good celebrity. I've got over a thousand signed baseball f- sports photos. Um, probably around two to 300 signed celebrity. Um, Are you
1: still purchasing a lot of collections? Yeah. To the much to the chagrin of your wife? Pardon me? Much to the chagrin of your wife?
4: Yeah.
1: <laughs> how's, how's the in going? Have you gotten any good TTMs in the last couple of weeks?
4: I got back Phil Sims on a Sports Illustrated.
1: Oh, nice. I just got Boomer. I just got Boomer back on an 86
4: Tops card. I'm still waiting on a couple other guys. One of them is Mr. Rod Laver. Rod Laver, John Travolta, and Bill Bradley.
1: Are the ones you're waiting on? Mm-hmm. So that's only been those only been a couple of weeks, right? How, what do you how many
4: do you no, send it's out been, a month? It's been many, since August.
1: How many do you send out a month? Just a couple.
4: Well, it depends about that's been since I sent them out August 11. Okay. So you send out a couple a month? Mm-hmm. If I'm lucky.
1: We're speaking with Les Wolf. Les Wolf, of course, is from Les Wolf Sports LLC. You can talk contact Les at Les Wolf. Sports LLC. He is at leswolfsportsllc.com. He has a web, uh, email address. is l wolf one eighty three. That's l w o l f f one eighty three at yes guys aol.com. He's keeping aol alive. Thank, thank you. Thank you, Mister. One
4: eight two three. One eight two three.
1: One eight two three. Right. L wolf one eight two three at aol.com. He also has a um. YouTube? No, YouTube. A
4: um eBay store autographs sports autographs with sports Z. autographs i always Instead mess that passes, up so. s-p-o-r-t-z-a-u-t-o-g-r-a-p-h-z like zebra
1: check it out and also his website lesswolfsportslc.com less you know we got we got christmas and hanukkah coming up uh what are you been what are you going to be adding to the, the store in the next couple of weeks so people can make purchases for the holidays?
4: Uh, I just picked up a nice art collection um, with original art. One is a hockey hall of fame with 190 hockey hall of famers.
1: Wow. How much is that going for?
4: That's probably going to be five, $6,000 with 62 deceased. A World Series painting uh, with a bunch of autographs, uh, NBA, NFL hall of fame paintings with autographs, and a boxing hall of fame one. And a uh, 3,000 hit and 3,000 strikeout paintings. What the guy did was he used to travel around and get everybody to sign these, uh, these original canvases. So it took him years to work on it, and it's it's been fun buying them from him.
1: So they're going up on your website. What's the name of the artist?
4: Uh, James Amori. James Amori artwork with all sorts of cool signatures. Make sure you check I have, out. I this. have someone that's interested in them right now that I won't, I'm not going to post them yet okay but and i also there's a heisman with 73 heisman former heisman winners
1: that's a so that's had, very cool did you know james before uh you purchased the, his artwork or is it something that somebody came to you with
4: um unfortunately there's a friend of mine that's had him for years and he's not doing too well health wise so um I, that's how i got him from uh, the artist i have heard of he is a recognizable artist so that's that's how i got them
1: cool well i look i look forward to seeing them guys check them out Les wolf Les wolf sports send me uh if you have any questions for Les. if you want to wonder how much you're stuff is worth. If you're interested in getting things appraised, if you want to make any cool purchases, if you're looking for a hard-to-find item, you can send me an email at ttmcast at yahoo.com or email Les at lwolf1823 at aol.com or you can just go to his website, llc.com All this contact information is right there. Les, thanks for your time. Today was great
4: Catching up with you, and I think we'll talk to you in two weeks if that's okay. Uh, thank you, i appreciate that. I just wanted to let everyone know I just got a lit five new autographs coming in, all going to be certified. One is certified already, so this is hot off the presses. Are you ready for this? Go ahead. Hey, baseball Hall of Famers. First one is probably the one that died, the most recent, unfortunately, but one of the greatest right fielders ever, Pittsburgh White Tigers. Evans. Pittsburgh Pirates. <laughs> uh, who do, Who's that? Do you recognize that one? Right fielder. Is that? That's not Clemente. Very good. Okay. Then the next one is one of the most famous Red Sox Hall of Famers uh, with initials EC. EC. Okay. After you get that one, then we have one of Eddie the. Eddie Collins? Famous. Very good. Then after that one, we have. Um, one of the most famous uh, Hall of Famers with initials TS with a pretty interesting first name, but his last name we always speak a lot about. Not Tom Seaver, Chris Speaker. Who else? Very good. Chris Speaker? Um, you're doing very well. We should do charades more often. And then, in my opinion, the most valuable card in all of baseball history, I have a signed autograph of his coming in. Is it a Gaudi? Uh, yes. Lou Gehrig? No. I Babe don't have Ruth? a part of this guy. I have, it. I have an index card. Uh, no, you're going to give me initials or a team or something. Initials are too much of a giveaway. His oh, cards team. are the most valuable cards in the world. Napoli? His, the, his one single card is the most valuable in the world. Honest Wagner. Very good. And last, but not least, the rarer of the two brothers in the Hall of Fame. There aren't too many brothers. Wagner brothers. I uh, brother. You have the right. When name. I was
1: kids, I, when I was a kid, I thought Frank and Brooks Robinson were brothers. They are the same father, <laughs> different mothers. Um. Negroes, the Negroes aren't in the Hall of Fame. Well, this is no, the of Fame. these Those brothers. brothers.
4: Are, you had the right last name letter. Like Wagner, that's the right last name letter. Williams,
1: not not Ted Williams, not
4: uh, who else? I don't know who. Uh, the initial one of the initials is the same as my initials. L W, huh? And the other ones initials are uh, P W.
1: That's what I thought Paul Wagner and uh, no, that's
4: who? the right first name. You having Paul, trouble with the last name? I don't know. Come on, think about it, folks. We're not leaving until. Yeah, I don't, I don't know this one. Much. I think impossible. you got me. Paul W, huh? And then Both the last names end in R. Paul R. Paul W. I don't know. All right, we'll we'll have to. Uh, what's the first vowel? When you think about Okay. Paul, yeah. Put it together. W. I don't know. Paul W A. I don't know. R. Paul war. I don't know. Paul Will Warfield. No. <laughs> I don't know. Um You got me on this if one. If you're not if you're not close, you if you're not far, you are. Near. Paul. Put it together. W A Paul Warner. Say it again. Paul Warner. No, it's not Warner. I don't know. or
0: <laughs> Paul Wayner. Wayner. I don't,
4: Wayner. I don't know him. You know what?
1: He didn't know you either. I know. He was way before my time. Hey, I got one question for you before I let you go. A uh, guy that I didn't even realize was in the Hall of Fame. Max Carey.
4: Do you... Yeah, he was a very, very good in the mail. He he would write like uh, sermons and excerpts on anything he wrote.
1: Do you have something that's his, uh, of his? I'm I'm interviewing. I, t- I think I told you earlier. I'm interviewing a woman from the uh, girls' baseball league, the women's baseball league, and, and that was her coach back in in the late '40s, early '50s. Max Carey.
4: I've got plenty of stuff signed by him. But, so he was, but he passed away at, in the '80s, right? Yeah, but he he. He signed so much stuff. Did he? Yeah. Cool. Very, very good signer. I'm gonna I'm gonna ask her
1: about him because I don't I know I don't know much about him. A little, little before my time. And he was a pipelist for Pittsburgh and
4: somebody else, right? I forget who else? I forgot. The Dodgers, maybe. So what's what's the only Hall of Fame is that I can think of that are in the baseball hall of fame that are brothers? What's their names? Paul Warner? Weiner, wiener, wiener. Lloyd and paul Weiner. i don't know i i have to go look i
1: have to go learn about them there i don't know about them both, see i know about are. a lot of guys i don't know about them Listen, everybody all right buddy we center. gotta I, we gotta go I, I gotta go get ready for my next show thank you my friend it was thank great you. talking and with you remember, again remember
4: everybody you have to study your hall of famers that's right I, so i got i got a eight of, uh
1: eight out of eight ta- out of nine i got nine out of ten i got almost all of them
4: yeah, but you missed the big one there. One of those I know, I didn't know that when you
1: saw me. All right, pal, that was Les Moore from Les Wolf. Guys, check him out, leswolfllc.com. He knows everything in terms about collecting autographs. He knows old, old guys that have been dead for 200 years that, that he's got autographs for. He is the man. Check him out, Les Wolf, Les Wolf Sports, LLC. Les, we'll talk to you before the Philly show, and hopefully you get a booth. And we'll we'll have a uh, world series champion by then. And we'll talk some, I don't know, maybe we'll talk a little hockey because my Bruins are playing great. They got the Rangers uh, uh, today, right? Today, they playing the Rangers.
4: Uh, I think, yes, they're playing at the garden. I think. Yeah. So go, go Bruins. All right, buddy. I'll talk to you later. Have a good one, everybody. Take care. Happy collecting. Less is the
1: best. I just, yeah. he's just, he's, know so much and i love love talking to him and hopefully you guys are enjoying uh, uh our interview with with less every every other week and if you have any questions for less just send us an email to ttmcast at
5: yahoo.com
1: yeah if you have questions about um appraising some of your collection or if you want to have a, a ttm question or if a guy we want to know if uh uh, guys, signing habits, all that kind of stuff. Less is the man. So send us an email, and uh, we'll we'll give Less the question, and we'll ask it right on the show. Okay, that wraps up more from Less. Next up is making the grade.
0: Making the grade is sponsored by Certified Sports Guarantee. Go to csgcards.com for sports card grading for the win.
1: Drew, I feel like I'm doing better today than that than I did when we did when we recorded the uh, radio show. <laughs> of the day yeah. a little bit flowing a little better i think what do you think
2: yeah yeah i mean i think maybe that extended uh extended break in there in between kind of hurt things because i mean it's kind of like an nfl team where you play that thursday night game and then you don't play again until the next sunday there it can throw things off a little bit maybe the same thing's kind of going on
1: yeah i don't know we're not getting through it sure, but we're, we're, we're back in, we're back in the swing of things here guys this is making the grade we're going to talk about what's going on in the grading community just want to rem- remind everyone that csg has extended their sale to 20% sale through the end of the year. That's 20% off all grading services. Go to csgcards.com for more information. We're going to have Andy Broom on from CSG a little later in the show. Talk to him about the sale and talk to him what's going on at CSG. But remember, CSG has extended their sale for 20% off all grading services through the end of the year.
2: Got some new numbers from a PSA over the past week. It's one of the great things they've been doing here lately. Is they've been putting out their numbers every week as to what they've been grading, how many cards have gone through there, all that kind of stuff. But over the last seven days, they've graded two hundred and twenty-three thousand and forty-five cards. So nearly a quarter million cards going through there once again in the span of a week. Thirty thousand of those are baseball, twenty-seven thousand basketball, twenty-one thousand football cards in among all of that. So, uh, yeah, a lot of stuff going on there. And the crazy thing is, I mean, you add those up, and that's still less than half. There's a whole lot more stuff out there besides just the. Uh, just those few cards there. So I'm sure that, uh, prob- I'm guessing that would include like maybe other things they've graded, like programs, ticket stubs, maybe something like that. No, as no, well. that's,
1: that's cards. Yeah. That's just cards. Wow. That's wow.
2: So they're getting, I mean, maybe a lot of
1: gaming cards.
2: Yeah. There we go. A lot of non-sports stuff going through there. So that would explain a lot of that, but yeah, I mean, just, I mean, it's just amazing how much uh, the non-sports area there has grown, especially when you see those, uh, individual sport numbers like that.
1: Yeah. And you know what? I don't, they, they must be going through what, like 35,000 cards a day.
2: Yeah. It's gotta be around there. I mean, when you, yeah, when you divide all that out, you're talking, yeah, 30,000 a day. And that's, that's if they're working seven days a week, I don't know if they, uh, you know, close down for Sundays or anything like that. And if so, then it's even more than that.
1: Yeah. I don't know when they have time for lunch. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know I mean? they, those guys, those four guys are just grading cards and going yep. crazy. So pretty cool. Well, that wraps up making the grade. Next up is the TTM Cast Stamp of Approval.
0: I bet you're wondering who earned this week's TTM Cast Stamp of Approval.
1: Drew, why don't you give your stamp of approval first and then
2: then I'll do mine, okay? All right. So yeah, you may remember a couple of weeks ago, I mentioned that uh, my wife and I went to this uh, Momo Festival, which was a, it's dedicated to Nepalese food, and especially these uh, Momo dumplings that they serve. That's kind of the... Uh, The best-known food of nepal it was really cool to get to go out to that well we've got another food festival here in arlington we're gonna be checking out later on today the texas taco festival i mean i'm as soon as i heard about this i'm thinking all right that could be pretty cool i've been looking forward to it for a while but uh it's gonna be over at texas live right next to the uh, two stadiums here in arlington but they're gonna have 28 vendors out there all uh, mostly tacos there's a few other things here and there at them but uh, i didn't count up to see how many were taco ones and how many are other things but Still 28 vendors that are going to be out there. I'm really looking forward to this. I've uh, made sure I eat a very light breakfast beforehand so I can go and gorge myself on all these things. But uh, yeah, that's my uh, stamp of approval is the fact that Texas Taco Festival is going on and we're going to go and check it out.
1: Yeah, I, I love food festivals too. Ha- have fun, bring some Tums. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, my stamp of approval is um, used bookstores. I went to a used bookstore you know, yesterday with my son actually was a veteran. Say he had the day off. So we went to check out a used book, so that I hadn't been to before, and I picked up two books. I picked up this cool book. It's called "The Short Season: A Boston Celtics Diary from 1977-78." It's a hardcover book. So I'll draw the picture.
2: Cool.
1: And you know, you know, you find a lot of out of date, out, out of print books. You know, uh, uh, old books there, and it costs it costs three bucks for the book. Like I couldn't pass it up. And I also I picked up this other book. It's called, it's about um, Spaulding's World Tour and uh Spaulding, the guy that that from Spaulding Sports was a pitcher back in the whatever the 1890s. Well, he took a bunch of um uh, ball players on a world tour when no one knew anything about baseball at all. They went to Egypt and um Australia and they went all over the world. And this book outlines the what happened on the tour. And it's it's really interesting. I was watching that Ken Burns baseball like I hadn't seen it a million times when I was watching the first episode and they were talking about it and I forgot about it and I just was at the bookstore and I stumbled upon, across this book I said, oh, I want to read about it. So I'm going to read about the Spalding's World Tour. Nice. So it's kind of cool. And then also uh, the book, when a couple of the used bookstores I go to, they always have media guides, old media guides that you can get for like three bucks. So it's, it's nice. I always used to pick, I usually pick up um, a media guide if I see it. i picked up a bunch of Red Sox. I picked up, I think, an Orioles, the Pirates one, a Dodgers one. There's all sorts of uh, media guides. So I would recommend checking out used bookstores in the area. Do you have any near you? Uh Yeah, I think there's a couple around. I know Half Price Books is really big around here,
2: which, I mean, you won't get as many, like, used books there. But once in a while, you can find some in there. But, uh, yeah, we've got uh, – they're actually headquartered out of the Dallas area, so we get uh, – Couple of branches of the store here, and every now and then they have these big uh, clearance sales at like a major, like kind of one of the smaller convention centers or something like that. So, yeah, I'm always a big fan of those as well. Yeah, and what I find
1: autograph books there too sometimes. Nice, that's which good. is kind of cool. So, that's my uh, TTM Cast Stamp approval. Use bookstores, check them out, guys. You can always find cool collectibles there. Well, that wraps up the TTM Cast Stamp approval. Next up, the Burn Rat Minute. Yeah. you do this so well why don't you why don't you give a little the intro to the Vern rap minute because you do it better than anyone all right
2: well the Vern rap minute is dedicated to the memory of mr Vern rap of the baseball world uh jeff had unfortunately written out a ttm request to him not knowing that he had died already got a response back from the family and uh just letting him know of that and so we named that in honor of him and provide this as a service to collectors to let you know hey these people have uh, passed on this week from the world of sports celebrity music movies politics whatever we've got we just uh let y'all know so that you don't do the uh, things that we have done there occasionally from
1: our fails. So the oops, right, Drew? Right. So we lost, we lost Adrian Dingle. Adrian Dingle played for the San Diego chargers from 2000 to 2005. He was the defensive end. He went to Clemson. He was not a, a TTM Uh he passed away. He was only 45 years old. Uh, we lost Ross Fitchner this week, former, uh, he was a defensive
2: back for the Cleveland Browns and the new Orleans Saints also played quarterback at Purdue took over after Len Dawson there and then converted to defensive back in the NFL. Uh, he played, what is that? A hundred and 106 six. games, 106 games of 27 interceptions in that time when he uh, left the Browns, he was fourth all time on the team in interceptions at that point. Part of the 1964 NFL championship team, second team, all pro in 1966, um, great TTM or up until about 2019, when he started showing some effects of Alzheimer's and, uh, kind of stopped after that, but was an excellent TTM up until that time. I got him a couple times. I got him both uh, once in person in the late nineties at a Cleveland Browns reunion and uh, TTM probably around 2017 or so. And if I remember right, he wrote back a very long letter to me as well with it. Did what GM signed? Did you have a sign a custom card that you made? I think I found a couple of older cards there from like the, uh, from the mid sixties or so. So I think I sent off a couple of those. Very cool. Well, we lost
1: Jake Crothamel, Crothamel, Crothamel. Yeah. Croth- he was a halfback. He played two games with the uh, Boston Patriots in 1960. That was the inaugural season for the yeah. AFL. And he later went on to be head coach at Dartmouth. Dartmouth. He was Jake was 84 years old. Uh, we also lost Peter McNabb
2: this week. 954 NHL games played for uh, several teams of center. The Buffalo Sabres, Boston Bruins, Vancouver Canucks, and the New Jersey Devils played at the uh, University of Denver with the Pioneers and actually went there on a baseball scholarship originally and then uh, ended up playing hockey there instead and made a 14-year NHL career out of it. 363 goals, did some great work as a broadcaster with the Colorado Avalanche and a good TTMer as well.
1: Peter McNabb was 70 years old. We lost Paul Larson. Paul was a quarterback with the Chicago Cardinals and the Oakland Raiders. He played with the Cardinals in 1957, and he played a couple games with the Raiders in their uh, initial season in 1960. Uh, He was actually a good T.T.M. Paul Larson was 90 years old.
2: If you recognize the voice of Batman at all, Kevin Conroy, he did the uh, voice in a lot of video games, uh, animations, anything like that. Uh, He died this week. He was 66 years old.
1: You know, we lost pop star Aaron Carter. Aaron Carter uh,
2: was only 34 years old. In the world of comedy, Gallagher died this week. You may remember him for the Sledgeomatic. I believe was his uh, big joke where he would always smash watermelons on stage and everything. I didn't know. realize he was 76 years old. I always thought that he was
1: uh, maybe about you know 10, 15 years younger than that. I did too. And he was he was Canadian. I didn't realize that oh, either. Wow. So we lost Gallagher. Also, we lost uh, Dow. Fitter Fitter, Finsterwald, Dow Finsterwald, there you go. I'm bad with names. He was a professional golfer. He won the 1958 PGA Championship. Dow was 93 years old. That wraps up um, Turnwrap Minute. Uh, Our condolences and sympathy. We're sorry for your loss. Next up is TTM Returns.
0: Was our mailbox full this week? Let's take a look at this week's TTM Returns.
1: All right, Drew. I'll do mine first, and then you can do yours. Okay. Cool. So I, I had a, a pretty good week returns. So Not like a huge, huge uh, number, but I, you know, I'm anytime you, the, there's something in the mailbox, I'm happy, right? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so I got, uh, I got two returns from uh, Floyd Banister. Floyd Banister, of course, pitched for a number of teams, including the Seattle Mariners and the Chicago White Sox. Um, and he was, he's a great raiser. He, wasn't he like the first pick in the draft, the second pick in the draft when he got came out
2: of high school? He, he very well might have been. Yeah. He was, I know, highly touted for a while.
1: Yeah. So he, he was a, he's a really good guy. Uh, he signed his 1982 tops card for me and 1984 flare card for me. It only took, it only took a couple of weeks. I got Brian Bass. Nagel. Brian Bass Nagel played for the Chicago Bears. He was a wide receiver. He signed his 83 uh, tops card for me um, in black Sharpie. And that, again, only took a couple of weeks. I got uh, Darren Dryfort. He was another guy that came out. He was a he was a highly rated prospect. I remember he was one of those guys for the Dodgers, right? That every year they were talking about trading him for some future Cy Young guy or some some MVP. But he played for the Dodgers for a few years and uh, he signed his 1999 tops card for me, and that took about a month. It took. He signed it in a uh, blue Sharpie, and then I got a couple uh, 1983 tops uh, football cards signed, a couple Rams. I got Mike Gooman, who was a running back. He signed a blue Sharpie with his number, and Bill Bain, who was a guard. Uh, they were teammates, obviously, and those that only took a couple weeks, and I got Jeff Roth from the uh Saints New Orleans Saints on an 83 talks card he signed his name and number uh, for me in a couple weeks so that kind of wraps up my returns I actually sent out I think I sent out another I sent out 30 on Monday that I got from uh the show and then I sent out another 10 yesterday so I got I got a bunch of uh requests out there so I was kind of busy like you were how was your week
2: um, did all right. I mean, not uh, not high in quantity, but very high in quality at the very least. So uh, I mentioned on last week's show that I had Steve Atwater likely coming in my mailbox. And yes, he did indeed arrive there. So uh got him on his 89 tops traded rookie card. There's another Hall of Famer rookie card done right there. It took about two and a half months or so. Sent to the Broncos. I paid $5 for it as well. Uh, I've seen some people send money, some don't. I just wanted to make sure that I got mine back and everything. And Unfortunately, didn't add his hall of fame year on, but whatever, I'll take it. So totally good with that. And uh, the other one that I got in was Dennis Eckersley, another hall of famer on his rookie card. I picked up that, uh, I picked up the rookie card, I think it was like $8 or so on eBay, decent condition on that and, uh, paid a $10 fee to him as well. Sent through his charity that he has in, uh, Massachusetts came back postmarked from Oakland. So, uh, that's kind of the way it's been going with his stuff. He sent to an address in Massachusetts, they forward out to somewhere in Oakland in there, I guess, where he's hanging out and, uh, get it back from there but at yeah, ten dollars came back about three weeks and yeah it looks great on that one as well so a couple hall of famer rookie cards to add into the collection there um i mentioned earlier my uh gail goodrich rookie card that I just mailed out sent out a total of 27 requests that i had uh, written out over the last week or so the other day so those are out in the mail i'm hopefully going to be writing a few more this weekend and early next week and yeah i mean i've got enough stamps sent out like 30 40 50 more so uh, we'll see how many i feel like cranking out in that time
1: yeah, I like I like what you're doing with the Hall Fame Hall of Famers and their rookie cards and, and trying to fill, fill the holes in your collection. It's kind of cool. Yeah. It's so, been a lot of
2: fun. I mean, it's uh, I've kind of started putting a list together on my website there as well of which ones I've gotten done, and I'll add photos eventually on there too. But that's uh, it's kind of a very half-hearted project, but it's uh, fun to work on at least.
1: Yes, well, thank you, Drew. That's very cool. Well, that wraps up our returns to the week. Next up, we'll have our weekly TTM Cast interview.
0: This week's interview is brought to you by Certified Sports Guarantee, csgcards.com for superior sports card certification and grading.
1: Well, Joe, I had the pleasure of speaking with Andy Broom. Andy Broom is Vice President and Senior Grading Finalizer at CSG. CSG, obviously, is a sponsor of ours, and they're they're a, a great uh, partner. And we talked to Andy about what's going on at CSG. And as I said at the, the onset, outset, he CSG graded a 1952 Mickey Mantle that got a received an eight grade, which I believe is worth about $2 million. So we talked to him about the Mickey 52 Mickey Mantle and talked to him about what's going on at CSG and talked to him about the sale and all sorts of cool stuff. So please enjoy my interview with Andy Broom from CSG. But first, here's a message from our friends at CSG.
0: CSG has graded one of the most iconic sports cards. A 1952 Topps Mickey Mantle card recently received a CSG 8, which is valued at $2 million. More and more collectors are trusting their prize collectibles with CSG. CSG has extended its 20% off discount through the end of the year to give collectors a chance to experience its low fees, fast turnaround times, and crystal clear holders. Head to CSGcards.com
1: Joining the show from his offices in Sarasota, Florida, is Andy Broom. He is VP and Senior Grading Finalizer at CSG, CSG in Sarasota, Florida. Welcome to the program, Andy. Hey, Jeff. Thanks for having me. You know, I love, I love catching up with you. We, we, I think this is your third time on the show, so you're, you're, you're getting close to being a, a record guest. And, uh, I, you know, I just love talking grading and cards with you, and I, I thought it'd be a good time to catch up with all, everything
5: that's been going on at CSG yeah sounds great yeah it's always good to catch up you guys
1: had a really busy month in october uh i saw there was one hundred thirty-five thousand cards graded is that your record month for the for the company
5: uh no it was not a record um, but it was a good month you know that that number includes uh sports you know csg side and also the cgc trading card side the pokemon yep. magic and uh you know it was a very solid month uh we uh you know, obviously, like everybody, there's a little bit of a dip there. Uh, you know, after the national, the market kind of dipped a little bit, um, but you know, since uh, since then, we've really seen it to, uh, ramp up. Uh, not not a crazy ramp up like we saw, you know, in the in the, the pandemic, but uh, but it's been good nonetheless. But yeah, October was really strong for us what's the breakdown
1: of cards graded for you guys is it is uh to vintage to new is it is it still kind of 50 50 or what, what what are you seeing a change in the mix
5: no uh vintage versus modern you know right now modern is, is winning out it's it's probably 80 okay. 20 uh, about that's that's pretty close to what it is right now
1: and how about uh, between baseball football basketball what, what's the breakdown there
5: uh you know baseball is still still strong. That's our number one. It, 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 it seems, um, uh, football's right behind it. Uh, you know, and soccer has been a really big one, uh, both modern and vintage soccer. You know, we, uh, we're real into the, the, the vintage cards and, and a whole as a whole, but, uh, you know, the vintage soccer, we really love. And, uh, I know that community of collectors have really embraced our, our grading and our research. And so we've, we've definitely seen a a big spike in soccer and, uh, So that's definitely, it's one of our hot categories right now.
1: Uh, Other than soccer, has there been any changes that you've seen in the market in the grading market since you guys started grading cards uh, now a year and a half ago, a year and a half ago?
5: Yeah. You know, we're definitely seeing a shift in, in trends and uh, you know, the way I put it, I I think that uh, we're getting back to the market we had before, you know, all the crazy, the craziness with the pandemic, Um, and and I think actually stronger than it was before the pandemic, but definitely back to more what we call, you know, what is normal, but I I guess it is more of a normal market where, uh, you know, a lot of the, the people that were, uh, new to the industry jumped in, you know, as flippers and investors and, um, you know, the, the, the people who saw, Oh, I can go to Walmart and stand in line and wait on a box of cards and make thousands and thousands of dollars. I think we've seen a, a, a large number of, of those people out of the back out now they've they've it's over that that yep. uh that, that rides over so we're seeing we're definitely seeing that you know the types of cards we can tell it's just as i say it's kind of getting back to normal you know your normal your collectors your normal dealers that the, the normal stuff that you're seeing you know dealers getting prepared for for the next season and things of that nature
1: we're speaking with andy broom andy is vice president senior grading finalizer at csg at csg cards they are on a Sarasota, Florida. They're one of the leading uh, grading companies, and they've been uh, they've only been grading cards for about a year and a half, and they've really made a uh, an imprint imprint into the the marketplace and the grading community. Um, Andy, uh, you guys just graded a Mickey Mantle, uh, which gave you gave a CSG eight for it. Now, how did that card come about, and, and was it? Uh, I know you've handled all sorts of cards into, including the Wagner and all sorts of great cards. Were you, was it, was it different to have that type of card in, in your, uh, in your building? And, and how was it handled?
5: Yeah, you know, it's a, it, it was actually a two 52 tops mantles submitted together. Uh, one uh, graded a four or five. And then obviously the, the eight that everybody has seen. Um, and, you know, it, it's, the way we have our procedures set up and, and everything is, you know, it came in just like any other submission. Um, it just or, came in
1: through the mail, like a certified mail. And that was it.
5: Yeah. Yeah. It just came in with the, you know, it was a submission and obviously insured for the proper amount. Uh, but you know, once, once we got it in and, and, uh, and saw what they were and, and uh, uh, we obviously knew it was a special card immediately. Um, and yeah, it just, it, it, I call it a showstopper, you know, it's a, you know, 52 Mantle cards, you know, I'm sure all your listeners know, but, uh, you know, it's not a rare card. Uh, it, it, is, it is somewhat scarce, but it's the demand. The demand drives that card. So, you know, you, there's a lot of them out there, but there's not a lot of high-grade ones out there. So when you get the chance to see something that's an 8 or, you know, even higher, uh, it, it's, it's a showstopper. Everybody wants to stop down and see it. And, uh, you know, what's funny is, uh, you know, once the card was graded and encapsulated, uh, you know, we took it over to our studio here in the office that we use for our videos and, and photography and things like that. And, uh, and, you know, a lot of the photographers and, and the camera crew, they're not necessarily card people, they're not collectors, but every single one of them, you know, at, at, through the different processes, oh, wow, I, I've seen that card before. I know what that is. You know, <laughs> and it's just cool to see the reactions, you know, and um, even, even, the. Um, you know, uh, news channels that would come out wanted to get, uh, you know, some shots of it and whatnot. Everyone, I'm like, oh, that's amazing. <laughs> and then you explain to them why it's really amazing and what the value is. And then, of course, it's like, oh, I can't believe it. you know. <laughs> but, but yeah, you know, that's the thing when you, you know, and this, the, not to sound, you know, arrogant or anything like that, I've graded a lot of cards and I've, I've graded a lot of 52 tops mantles. But, you know, when you, when you see something in this condition, um, as a professional grader it's it's it is breathtaking you know the, the one thing that still stands out to me about the this card in particular the eight is the surface i mean this surface was truly near flawless i mean it was absolutely amazing you know i it, it looked what what everybody calls in their in their online auction listings pack fresh you know but yep. it truly did have a pack fresh appearance i mean it was uh it was definitely something to to see
1: did it have any special provenance to it or it, was it known in the hobby? I know, uh, you know, with the with the recent sale, the record sale of the $12.6 million it was a 9.5. Uh, is it bringing p- people out that might've had it in their, in their collection someplace and now are wanting to get that card graded?
5: Yeah. You know, the, as far as the provenance, you know, the, the, the submitter wants to remain anonymous. Uh, you know, he, he's the one that, the, the, uh, that owns the cards. And so I don't know the, the full, you know backstory of the provenance where it where it uh you know this card in particular came from uh which would you know of course would be awesome to know it was this from you know one of uh, mr Mint with the, from the fond or something right. like that you know but we don't have that unfortunately we don't have that history um so yeah but uh, other than that you know it's uh it's fun to speculate where a card like this in that type of condition where has it been for the 70 plus years you know has it how long has it been protected? Has it, you know, wh- when was it discovered? Things like that. That's, that's the stuff we all as collectors want to know.
1: Have the auction houses reached out to you to try to, to see if they, the seller wants to sell it? The, the grader wants to sell it?
5: Yeah, you know, right now the customer, he, he doesn't want to sell right now. His plans aren't to sell um, at the moment. Uh, you know, uh, sometime in the future may change. I, I don't know, but I know at this time he's not interested.
1: You know what, this is something I didn't know about, and I'm sure you, you're, you're well aware of it, this type one and type two of the Mickey Mantle. Can you explain to the, my listeners what, what a type one and one, what a type two is, and is there a rarity from one to the other, and how can you tell the difference?
5: Yeah, you know, so what we call type one and type two, there's, there's two versions of the 1952 Topps Mickey Mantle card, number 311. And, um, excuse me. And, and, and what those really are is, is so when, uh, you know, Cyburger and, and, and Woody Gelman got together with tops and, and they started laying out the designs for, for the 52 tops, you know, the, the old story was they were at, uh, they were at size in size kitchen, you know, put in together. And, and that's really true. I mean, this was before Photoshop. This was before, you know, any type of software. So cut and paste was literally cutting with scissors and pasting with glue yep. to lay these cards designs out. And so, uh, when we got to the high series and, you know, we're, these sheets, they are hundred card sheets that they were printed on. So when we got to the high series, uh, there wasn't a hundred designs for this sheet. And so what, what's done in in, in printing cards, especially, you know, more back in the day than it is now, but to fill out that sheet, the manufacturer would just duplicate some of the cards on that sheet. And so, uh, for, for those of us have been around long enough, we know in the price guides, you would see a DP next to a listing, uh, of a card that means double print and that's exactly what a double print is so it's the same card multiple times in this case two for a double print on the same sheet and so to achieve that uh they had to create two versions of the mantle card and so there there are many you know there there's uh what eight, eight or ten different um very distinct differences in the two cards now it's a double print and they they just Duplicated the image uh, for that sheet. So theoretically, one is not more rare than the other. So they, they're equal. So for every type one, there's a type two that was pr- at least printed. Now, surviving that we don't know, um, okay. you know, odds are one may be uh, more, more available than the other. But that's just because of just pure chance, you know, one's getting lost or destroyed. But as far as with the day they were printed, there, there would have been equal numbers of, of the mantle cards.
1: And how can and, you tell uh, the difference between type one and type two? You know, somebody that, that that's anal and, and has to complete a set, so to speak, they want to get a, a version one version of each of them. How can you tell the difference?
5: Right. Absolutely. Now, th- there's some subtle differences and there's some very obvious differences. Um, so I'll start with some of the obvious ones. So you, we're all familiar with uh, on the card has, uh, you know, Mickey Mantle then underneath is a printed signature. And if we look at the E and Mantle on that signature, on a type one, uh, at the very end there's a there's a little hook that curls up on the e and if we look on the type two we notice that's cut off the e just ends without you know a hook either way
1: Th- that was just a layout layout thing just that was just a layout difference yeah it was
5: yeah that was just a difference when they were when they were uh you know hand hand pasting these these uh, design elements together for whatever reason uh whether something obscured it or they uh you know whatever we don't know but that that that's uh one of the the big obvious differences um you know another another obvious one is the uh, the yankees logo so there's a box you know it's a square box that the logo's in yeah uh and on the type one is a solid uh border around that that logo and if we look at that same yankees logo on type two we'll notice that uh it's actually missing the the black border on the bottom of the yankees logo uh, so that's another one the the obvious uh differences uh, then we look at like the, the, the name box itself, I call it like a marquee since it has a, uh, the lights around it, those stars around it. And we'll notice there's differences in the type one and type two of those boxes. You know, the type one is more, um, I guess you'd say a solid border, very clean cut. And the type two is kind of jagged looking. Uh, and it looks like it was cut out with scissors when it was pasted down. Uh, and then, you know, one, one of the more obvious ones has to do with the back of the card uh and, and it's funny a lot of people know this difference but don't really realize why there's a difference but it's, if we look at the back of the card where the card number 311 is uh the number is in a baseball design and we notice that on one which is the um the type <clears throat> excuse me on the type one uh the stitches of the baseball actually point to the left and if we look at the type two the stitches face to the right and are a little uh they're bolder they're 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 darker in the color yeah and, just, uh, as a guy, and, just
1: as a guy that, you know, as a graphic guy, you just things you, you don't you wouldn't even look at think about in 1952. You just want to get the cards out.
5: <laughs> right. Exactly. But today yeah.
1: with the computer, that would never happen. You know, it would just it just wouldn't happen.
5: Right. You would, you would literally just drag and drop the, the image over into that, that empty square. So but it, it's really it's really interesting because you can see this this process, you know, this very manual process of laying these cards out when you compare a type one into type two. Uh, against each other you can see all these differences and it's not the only card you know we know the other cards that are the that are either short printed or double printed uh in the set but obviously the mantle is is the king of the the 52 set um and so that's the one we focus on but uh but it's really cool you know it's obviously an iconic card uh in card collecting but but it's it's also it gives us a glimpse into the process of making these cards
1: we're well, speaking with Andy Broom. Andy is Vice President and Senior Grading Finalizer at CSG Cards. CSG CSG uh, actually has a sale going on. You guys decided to extend it. You were going to only run it through the end of October and you decided to run it through the end of the year. So it must be very successful for you so far.
5: It has been. It's been it's been really good. And so, yeah, we, we decided uh, last week that uh, we we're going to go ahead and extend it. Uh, I know it's very popular. So uh, why not?
1: have people been taking advantage of some of the higher end uh, grading options because of the sale?
5: Yeah. You know, that's really where the, the bigger discounts are, you know, with the higher tier, higher level uh, of value and of cards. And, you know, we had the, um, the Julio Rodriguez one uh, 101 one uh, logo yeah. fracture. And, uh, and that was another one, you know, that was a result of our, you know, part of our sales, like it's a great deal because that's obviously a, a, a higher value card. So it's a higher tier. Uh, so you get a bigger discount, you know, the 20% means more on that high level.
1: Yeah, I mean, people might be sitting on the sidelines, just kind of being apprehensive about getting cards graded because of the cost or delay. And this is a gives them a nice opportunity. Why don't you let them know how, uh, you know, somebody that's a newbie, how they would go in and, uh, you know, submit cards to CSG.
5: Yeah, csgcards.com and just click on, uh, on the submission page. You can fill out, you can join and then fill out a submission form. It's that easy.
1: And how do you recommend people uh, packaging the cards to send to you?
5: You know, still the best way is a uh, semi-rigid and penny sleeve. And uh, once you have them all in the semi-rigid, just bundle them together like a little brick. And uh, that way, you know, they won't move around inside the holder when they're being shipped. And if you bundle them together, then you don't have to worry about the uh, card, the, um, the uh, semi ridges coming loose or, or, you know, bending or anything. And, uh, and then, I what I like to do is take that bundle, wrap it with the with the bubble wrap, and just put it right in a box.
1: Yep. You uh, you know, you had the mantle card, you had the one of one Julio Rodriguez. Do you have any other uh, big cards that, that you're going to be releasing in the near future that you can give us a little heads up on?
5: <laughs> well, I would love to say I've got some others of the, of that that caliber, uh, not quite that caliber, but we do have some really cool cards that come in that we're we're working on. Uh, you know, th- they're in the studio now, actually, a few. So, we'll, we'll have those. We'll be releasing uh, the information on them here in the next couple of weeks. But, uh, but yeah, I'll go ahead and give the downer. It's not another 52 mantle eight uh, or anything like that. But, uh, but we, we it, it's cool. You know, that's the great thing about this job. You don't know what's coming in the door. Every morning you come in, there's who knows what card you're going to see next. And, and there's, there's always great stuff. You know, it's, it's, it never gets boring. Uh,
1: are there any new technologies coming in grading? Uh, you know, something that's going to, uh, quicken the, the uh, turnaround time or things that, that might, uh, bring down the cost for, for the collector. Is there anything new on the horizon that we can expect in the next year or two?
5: Yeah, you know, we're always looking at new technology, new, uh, processes. Uh, that's, that's one of the great things about, uh, our, our company as a whole certified collectibles group, you know, we, uh, uh, we move fast, you know, we, we're always looking forward and, um, Uh, what's the next thing that uh, we feel like we want to look at. And so we're always, we're always improving our processes, you know, uh, even with the AI assistance, you know, that's something that we're always working on, always um, developing it further to help uh, uh, not, not just with turnaround times, but just uh, efficiency of grading process and uh, in the whole operation, uh, uh, you know, as as a whole, the the flow, as we call it, you know, a card comes in and goes right out the door. And so, um, you know, AI is the, another one, you know, like I said, is something we're 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 continuously adding to and, and developing more uh, of that process.
1: How has the uh, response been to the new labels that you guys uh, released What about six months ago now and um, some of the new thing, the new grading features that you, you put in? It. How's the response been from the collector?
5: Yeah, you know, we uh, we announced our new label at the Mint Collective in Vegas back in uh, March, I believe right, it was. Right, March. Yep. And, uh, oh, it's it's been absolutely fantastic. It's been a great response. Um, you know, really, I, I haven't personally heard much negative about it. I, I, you know, and I'll be the first to admit it, it's definitely an improvement over our original label. Um, I really love the the, the new label and I just uh, the aesthetics of it. Just it, it really it pops, especially with them um, with colorful cards. It really really pops. And of course, you know it's it's hard not to look good in, in our crystal clear holder.
1: Now you guys have great holders, and I love the labels with the, the green. They look great. Speaking with Andy Broom, Andy is vice president and senior grading finalizer at CSG. You go to csgcards.com. They have a twenty percent sale going on till the end of the year on all grading services. And uh, Andy, you guys have been doing uh, authentication service with, uh, through e- eBay. How how is that uh, handled, and how does, um, how does the collector uh, get involved with that?
5: Yeah, you know, the eBay authenticity program, it, it continues to grow. It's, it's a fantastic program. And, uh, you know, there, there, was a, there was some confusion, I think, in the, in the beginning with, with the end users, the buyers and some sellers about, you know, what exactly is the program and why do we want it and um, how does it benefit me and things of that nature. And, um, you know, as time has gone on and we've helped to, to educate the, the, the consumer about how it works and eBay has also done the same thing. And it's been great. I mean, it, it is amazing to me um, the amount of counterfeits and altered cards that we're able to stop. Uh, you know, that's the whole point of the program is, is that. And also, you know, when, when a seller calls a card near mint, is it really in that ballpark? Is it near mirrors that have creases in it? You know, but and, and so going into it, when we we're developing the program with eBay and, and getting things set up, you know, obviously we knew we we're going to catch counterfeits, we're going to catch, you know, these fantasy cards and, and things, and altered cards, things of that nature, but, but even to me, I've been doing this for so long, it was, it was astounding, the amount of, of counterfeits that we were able to stop, and, and I know, and, he, and I think even eBay was, was, was a little surprised at how many, um, so I, it's a great thing, you know, I mean, I, am a collector still, too, I, 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 collect, I don't sell cards, but I buy cards, you know, and, and, and I, and I buy stuff on eBay myself, and, um, you know, years past, I, I bought bad stuff before, you just, you just don't know, until you get it in hand, and, um, and so that's kind of the approach I take with, with, with the eBay authenticity program and, and running that is that, you know, I got, i look at it from a buyer, from a collector standpoint, but understanding the seller sam- standpoint as well, you know, uh, you know, the majority of sellers are doing, doing the best job that they know how they they're describing cards as, as thoroughly as possible. And that's exactly the way it should be. And, what is, you know, I'm sorry go ahead. No, go, no, I, I was just saying, but you know, as as a buyer, it's nice to have that reassurance that there's some some professionals taking a quick look at my card before I get it to help me know. Because you know, with turnaround times, sometimes if I get a card and I'm not sure if it's real or not, and I send it off to a grading company. By the time it gets back, my return window is is most likely you know closed.
1: Yep, I agree. What are some of the counterfeit cards that have been found, and would they, they new to you? Because I know when I, when I was down there. Well, Couple of years ago, now you guys had a huge database of counterfeit cards. You were showing me all the, the your all the, the stuff that you that you knew in the counterfeit market. has, has a uh, what what type of cards have uh, come up that you didn't realize they were counterfeit of?
5: Um, I, I don't think. Uh, I guess there wasn't too many surprises of what types of cards. You know, it's it's a good mix of vintage, uh, you know, including pre-war, but even modern, ultra modern counterfeits. Uh, you know, fortunately on the grading side, we see a lot of this stuff. We see the, the, the nineties, uh, basketball counterfeits that they're coming out from overseas. And so we're pretty familiar with all that already. So as far as the type, the, the types of cards that are being counterfeited, it wasn't too much as a surprise. It was, it's really the amount that we see is the surprise. Yeah. Uh, yeah.
1: What are some of the new things that we can uh, expect to see from CSG? In the next year, uh, you know, we had talked about having larger cards, you know, tall boy folders and autograph authentication unopened packs, graded ticket stubs, that kind of stuff. What, what can we see expect to see from CSG in the next year?
5: Yeah, we actually have some exciting things coming up for next year that uh, we're already uh, near near completion on some I can talk about some I can't yet. But <laughs> uh, we definitely have a number of, of new holders coming out some some larger size holders. Uh, we hope to announce those here, uh, hopefully in Q1. Uh, but you know, we, um, uh, we're, we're continually, uh, uh, reaching out more with our shows. We're doing more shows here in the U S and abroad. Uh, you know, we, we have offices throughout the world, uh, for certified collectibles group where we're already grading, you know, coins, currency, comics, stamps, those types of things all over the world. And so we're now doing cards, uh, overseas, uh, both trading and sports cards. So, um actually we have a, a show in munich germany uh next week that we'll be attending uh i believe i believe it's ebay and pwcc and a few other uh the larger you know u.s based companies mm-hmm. are, are putting on the show and so that's going to be exciting but uh that's definitely something that's coming next year is uh all of our global offices you know will we'll be in the we, we already do all the other collectibles but the cards now now will be done overseas as well
1: that's very cool. We're speaking with Andy Broom. Andy is vice president and senior grading finalizer at CSG. You can go to csgcards.com uh, if you want to learn anything about CSG and submit cards. Andy, uh, you've been very active uh, on Twitter lately. Is that that's a new thing for you?
5: Well, you know, I, I was uh, very active for many years back, back, back if, several years back, and uh, uh, I kind of took a break. I guess you could say when, I, when I started CSG and just been so swamped. So yeah, it's, it's, it's fun to get back. Cause I, you know, I, I really enjoy it. I love talking cards and sharing cool cards. And, uh, I always had a good time with it and, and uh, you know, discussing counterfeits and alterations. So it's nice to be able to get back a little bit. I'm not quite as active as I want to be, but, uh, I try, I'm, I'm trying to get back to it because it, it is fun. It's nice to, to, it's a little break in a way.
1: Why don't you give out your your Twitter Twitter handle so if people want to follow you,
5: it's card grader card CardGrader at card grader at Cardgrader
1: yep. on Twitter. Follow Andy. It's a, it's a, it's a great uh, he he posts a lot of cool stuff. Uh, Andy, in terms of collectibles for two thousand and twenty three, do you have something that you really want to add to your personal collection? I know you're you're in cards day and night, but this guy <laughs> <laughs> is there something you're looking to add to your personal collection next year?
5: Uh, well, it'll be more cards for sure, but uh, you know, uh, yeah, cards obviously is my my big my big passion. Uh, but my other passion is comic art, uh, comic and cartoon art. So I uh, I, I do still still work on that collection as well. So I hope to add a few few more pieces, uh, next year. But uh, this year's been good actually. It's been there's been some really cool cards that I've looked for for a long time that have that have come up on the market, and I had the chance to to snag them. So uh, it's been fun. I've, I've actually added some some more Victor Starfin cards, to my Japanese, my vintage Japanese collection, which, you know, if I can add four or five a year, that's that's a that's a success. But this year, I've actually uh, gotten a, a number of different cards and even a, a, another signature. So so it's, it's it's been fun. I hope next year is as, is as fun.
1: Very cool. Now, on the, the hobby side, do you still see the hobby um, in terms of popularity and in terms of, of viability being on the upswing?
5: you know i really do i i the popularity is there you know granted i understand that you know we do have a downturn in the in the in the economy and um you know that the, not everyone has discretionary income right now and, and there's obviously you know while collecting in, in the hobby or are, are, are truly a fun passion it's not a necessity and so i know that that weighs on on a lot of people of you know being able to to how much you can allocate to to cards versus you know your 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 household um but it, you know I, i'm watching the trends and, and watching people talk and on online and and other in group card groups i think the popularity is as strong as ever people still love the hobby obviously sports is, is still you know king of, of 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 everything you know and so i don't see the popularity doing anything else but c- to continue to increase uh, and, and you know if I'll, I'll say this from a from a pre-war baseball standpoint you know What I've noticed is, you know, the values have not gone down for for the most part. They continue Mm -hmm. to trend upwards. But what I see is some of the the stuff, it's getting harder to find. It's almost like people are holding it back. So, you know, I think with the continued popularity of the hobby and then see how things go next year, you know, this stuff's got to be released again at some point. People are going to be ready to sell again. And so... And you know, I feel like that's that'll be another little res- re, uh, resurgence in the industry. I think you know the 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 growing popularity. Couple that with all these these cards people are holding back when they get released, and you know, I I, I see good things. I you know, of course, we don't know the future. We don't know what the economy is going to do. But uh, you know, we've ha- we all see the dips. I've I've been in the hobby a long time, and I've seen the ups and downs. It's a roller coaster, and this definitely isn't as bad as as we've seen it in the past. And and hopefully. Uh, Things get better quicker. I agree. Thank you, Andy Broom is Vice President and
1: Senior Grading Finalizer at CSG. Go to csgcards.com. They have a sale going on till the end of the year, twenty percent off all grading services. So if you've been sitting on the sidelines saying, "Oh, well, I don't know if I should get my cards graded; it's too expensive," they never, I ne- they never get them back. Well, you know what? CSG is a quick turn, quick turnaround. They are offering twenty percent off all carding card grading services it's easy to submit cards check it out csgcards.com and do you want to give out a, a, an email or, or uh, a way people can contact you if they have questions
5: you know actually uh, you know social media is really the fastest uh, and like like i said twitter the handle is card grader uh, shoot me a message there that's usually the fastest way I, I, I can respond
1: Thanks. Andy knows more about cards than just about anyone in the world, honestly. He he has been grading cards forever. He collects all the, the all pre-war stuff. He collects Japanese cards. He is a he knows just there isn't a card that Andy hasn't seen and touched. So if you have a question about a card, if you, you wanna uh you, have, you you're worried about sending a card in, he can he can help you with that. He is very helpful and uh, it's great to talk to you about things that are happening at CSG in the hobby. And I just want to thank you for your time today, Andy.
5: Yeah, Jeff, thanks for having me on, man. I love every time I get to come on with you. We always have a good time. Okay, thank you. I'll talk to you later. All right, bye bye. Bye. All
1: right, Drew, we have another one in the books. Another one in the books. That was episode 45. We only got, uh, I don't know. Seven more for the year, which I can't believe this year is just flying by. I want to thank Andy Broom from CSG for joining me. I want to thank Brandon Sugarman from Drip Shop. Drip Shop is another one of our sponsors. And I uh, hopefully enjoyed my time with uh, Brandon Sugarman. Also, of course, Les Wolf. Thank you, Les. More from Les. We always love having Les on the program. We have next week, we're going to have Ben Carher. From, he is the uh, artist. He's a, He makes these cool mosaics baseball card mosaics we talked to ben i also have um spoke with andy andrew raycroft from the bruins he is a former goaltender and he he works with the bruins on nesson here and and, uh he's on tv so we talked to andy for uh andrew for a few minutes about what's going on in hockey and we also are going to have uh clemente lise to talk about what's going on in the world cup next week so we have a big show for you drew anything else you want to add before i let you go I think we've pretty well covered everything in there. All right, boys, guys, good luck with your returns this week, Drew. Hopefully you get your mailboxes full. I want to thank everyone for listening. uh, And hopefully everyone had a great Veterans Day. I want to thank all the veterans for their service. Uh, And I think that's it. We'll Until next week, we're wishing, wishing you many happy returns. We'll see you next week. Thanks for listening.